really want to start no, there. No, we're going to talk about it until next week. You really? Uh, you, <laughs> okay, so, no, but we do need to talk about the fact that you tried to sacrifice a mermaid after you flooded the basement, and that one just happened to walk save right that, in here. Save that for next week if we're not going to talk about it. I mean, I mean, y'all talk okay. about the weird shit, but you guys still don't know how I made the robot. I would just shoot off the cliff or jump off the cliff in that case. Oh, she landed face first. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Did. Are we recording right now? Yes, we are. And welcome everybody to the Mice Ruby Podcast. Plane going down. That was a plane <laughs> going down. <laughs> or a what's up, Doc? It was one of the two. <laughs> who's, who's eating carrots down here? I don't know. Boy, howdy. Do we have a doozy here today, guys? Uh, Peter died again. My robot murdered him. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty uh, funny how it happened. Peter was like, uh, hey, robot, you you smell like cabbage. And the robot was like, I will kill you. And Peter was like, ah, with what? And then the robot like literally whipped out a weapon so dangerous and deadly that it scared Peter. And then he died of a heart attack. And it turns out the weapon was a Nerf gun. That's <laughs> was not pretty funny. That's not what I heard. You heard you were you weren't there. I saw. No, I wasn't I, there. I, I used the word C. So I you saw. always see me in your dreams. Anyway, what I had heard. Just yeah, but you be know, careful. Because next week, Peter may be a robot. No. He's not a robot. He's no, 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 no. He no, no, dude, it's Five Nights at Freddy's sister location. The guy goes in there and he gets no, his no, gut no. scooped out and then he gets replaced by the like the freaking metal parts of a of five animatronics all joined together and he gets stuffed in, and they stuff itself into the dude's body and then he just starts walking around until he eventually gets vomited. Hold I on. feel like it's a reference only Chris knows, and that's pretty rude. Anyway, it sounds more <laughs> like Twin Peaks when the <laughs> when the frog thing climbed in that little girl's mouth in that black and white episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you what I'm going to turn Peter into. Oh dear God! Oh. No, it's an audio. It's an it's an audio podcast. Uh, I mean, he's gonna, he's going to show us, and then we have to describe it like it's a whose line is it anyway sketch. Yes, and Actually. get a camera. What's that? Never mind. Anyway, no, I really didn't hear what you said. We, sp- we spun the bad wheel. <laughs> we did. And twice. We, twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice. twice. Because it turns out, Zach, unfortunately, Super Mario Brothers was not anywhere to be found anywhere. We could pirate it, sure, but like the whole point is to make it accessible and easy and, and easy to watch more than once. Every time we do this, Peter's like, oh, you can just come to my place and watch it. I'm like, no, I want to watch it as many times as possible to understand it, and I shouldn't have to go to your house to do it. I it's just said to you, Alex, that's what I'm going to turn Peter into. Uh, Super well, Mario Brothers? Oh my God. No, it's on your phone. It's all oh, good. You've seen it, you know the reference. Hello, Mario. Uh, um, hello, Mario. Hello. Uh, so we did not. We did not watch Super Mario Bros. We couldn't find it. We had to replace it with something. I don't remember. I think I picked Mac and Me. You picked Mac and Me. You can see what I'm going to turn Peter into. Oh, so Zach is going to show us something real quick. Okay. What did he? Did he send it in the Skype check? Then I have to. I like, guess I don't know. Accept it, fine. I don't know. Okay, hang on, hang on. Let me see here. Like, uh, let me just. Uh, okay, let me just scooch by here. Ah, uh, God. Um, it's really warm over here. Are you? Are you... you have a poncho. <laughs> you know, you have a poncho on. That's <laughs> why it's so turn, warm. You're not going to turn him into that. I'm of telling you right now, you're not turning him into that. I'm gonna, of course, turn him into that. How is a robot gonna turn him into that? I, 
It is an ethereal what, being. What is it? What that, is that's it? not an ethereal being. That's a person. That's that's a robot with human skin around it. Anyway, a cyborg. Sure. We spun, yeah, from the We spun the bad I wheel. A cyborg movie. Technically owned by Disney now. We spun the bad wheel and it landed on Santa with muscles. <laughs> yeah. It is a movie. It is a movie. I. I actually, a motion picture feature. I actually have interesting opinions about this movie, so it's okay. I may have the least interesting opinions about this this movie. Oh, that is my fear, dude. I really didn't have that much fun this time. I, uh, I had fun. This movie was dope. It oh was boy. okay. It was okay. We'll get into it. Um, but uh, apparently, my doors in my apartment seem to want to shut themselves. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! Walter, hey, guys, Na- Nashville, man, that's an old state. This, you may be on a, you may be. That's a new building. Thing. No, he's in a new just building. Just be nice to it. Just be yes, nice. Just yeah. say, you know, thank you for shutting that. My cl- yeah. my client's wife does not shut any of her damn cl- like any of the cabinets. Anything. She doesn't shut anything. I'm constantly hitting my head on stuff. It's the worst. I actually, actually, I can see the scars in your forehead. I, I actually, oh, that, know, re- I actually know the reason why. Oh god, you you hardcore wrestler or something? No, I like to I like to go down the on windows. Go on, Zach. Here, the doors in here don't shut completely when I shut them, and the wind actually blows them shut. But ah, uh, fuck you and your science, man. What's your astrology thing? Because I think it means you're a dick. Astrology. So it's it's astrology. So anyway. I guess we have to talk about what happened. Uh, as much some, as I okay, really so don't want to. There's some what news, I don't know why. I find it incredibly fucking interesting. But uh, there, there are some news things that came out. Just a few things. I know WB is the biggest one, but there were a couple that I wanted to talk about. First one, I'll, I'll give the first one to Chris. I know this is usually your thing, Zach, and you may have some too. But I want to give a couple out of the way first. And the first one's for uh, Chris. Boyega came out and specifically said that he will never, ever return to Star Wars. I think that'll change, but he says, as of right now, he has no desire to ever go back to Star Wars. Not surprised. And I'm not either. They he got most of the racist shit, for sure. They set up for most of Sangra, but not him. I'm also not surprised that, like, like uh, what's-her-name also doesn't want to do it either. Um, Kelly Marie Tran. I haven't heard anything about her wanting to do it or not wanting to do it. I mean, she she said that like three years ago that she didn't want to come back. My guess is they don't want her to come back. Probably that too. They don't care. They didn't care about um, Rose. Ryan Johnson did, and yeah. uh, Finn Finn got the worst shaft of it all. But you know what? He, I'm going to be he still blames Ryan Johnson. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm completely apathetic now. I'm just completely. I am. Yeah. Yeah, completely apathetic now. I'm just like not surprised. Chris, let let me let me bring your 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 Star Wars love back. I I know this is an old interview, but have you guys seen the interview where Ewan McGregor talks about? uh, He was talking about a scene from Attack of the Clones with young Boba, and exactly what he told the actor to get that reaction. It's a cute story. He goes up to the kid. This is after like four or five takes. And he says, next time you open the door, I want you to imagine I took a really terrible part. And that's the sure. shot. Yeah, they, like he opens the door. The kid looks up at Obi-Wan and he's got this scowl on his face. And it's a really good moment. Like, But the kid didn't know how to do it. So Yoon gave him an acting trick. He's like, when the door opens, act like I gave a fart. And then when you watch the movie, it looks like he's like, you my father doesn't like you. I don't trust you. Like, 
He just gave him a little acting tip because he's been an actor for so long. Uh, well, it's it's the skill of being a, a, a screen actor. The longer you're on screen, the more you know how these moments are going to work, the more you can teach somebody else. But that's actually something that Boyega said. They were like, how do you feel about you, McGregor, coming back after the sequel, after the prequels were seen so shitty? He's like, look, man, I'm glad people are taking him back. And that's something maybe I might want to feel one day. But he's like, of course they did. He's white. And I was like, well, yeah, OK, yeah, all right. It's fair. Apathetic. Uh, I don't care. I don't care anymore. He's got a great new movie coming out with Michael K. Williams that I do want to see. So good for Boyega. Um, Doesn't he have that one movie with Viola Davis too? Yes. I don't know about that. There was a. That sounds good though. Oh, geez. She was. uh... She plays like a warrior queen. Oh, the woman king. He may be in that. I. I think he is in that. That's awesome. Good year for him then. That's two movies. She's got killer abs. <laughs> she looks great in it. The movie looks great. Looks like a good action movie. Um, Wolfgang Peterson died. Rap. Wolfgang Peterson passed. Never ending story. We uh didn't hear that, Zach. No, I know. I I was mentioning something about him. Um he owns, um, I forgot what he owned, but he owned the rights. I think it was to make the Attack on Titan movies in America or something, some big anime. And I don't remember what it was. He probably wouldn't have been my choice for that. I would have gone for um, the, Starsh- the Starship Troopers guy, Verhoeven. I would have picked Verhoeven. I forgot what he was. Paprika. That's it. He owned the live action rights to Paprika. Well, that's getting made now. I know. And, well, now he's dead. So. No, it's getting made. Remember I sent you that thing? No, I know. That's, that's very ironic. I'm just saying. But... And then, uh, yeah, WB. Fucking WB's, shit. But they've, been do- they've been cutting and slashing more stuff and stuff. They've got two movies they can release this year because that's all the money they have for it. One of the movies most people don't really have that much excitement for, and that's Black Adam. And then the other movie has had a lot of bad press recently. So it's like every single one of these fucking movies that WB is putting out has had some problem. But get this, Chris. Get this, Zach. Don't, don't, don't worry, baby, right? Yeah. That, don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Sorry. The Harry Styles Florence Pew movie coming out. Um, Rest in peace. So, Peter. originally, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be the Harry Styles role. Shia LaBeouf. Yep. And for, sometime, for some time now, people have been rumoring that he was fired from that role after all the crap that happened to him. And he came out recently. And this has been around for months, so the fact that he pitched recently is interesting timing. But he came out recently and said, no, he wasn't fired. He left because there wasn't enough rehearsal time. And he has text messages and emails from um, the director, Olivia Wilde, saying this. And then he posts a video that she sent him where she's like, look, I really want you to be on this movie. I know Miss Flo is not committing. And if she did commit and if she was okay with this and she worked things out with you, could you please do this? In other words, Olivia Wilde was begging a, a assault. Uh, char- a, she Okay. What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
um, domestic abuse perpetrator okay. Shia LaBeouf, if he can stay in this movie as long as Florence Pugh was okay with it. She wasn't okay with it. She didn't want to work with an abuser. And and Olivia Wilde's on the phone being like, look, if we can convince Florence Pugh that it's okay to work with you, would you still be willing to do it? And he's saying, no, there's just not enough rehearsal time anyway. So, like, none of this looks good to anybody. Like, she's, that's a horrible thing to do. Your actress is like, I don't want to work with this person. And she's like, eh, no, you need to commit more. And we need to get this super famous guy to be in my movie. So none of that looks good on anyone's part. And Florence Pugh has decided not to promote the movie. So she's, it's not that's, even out for another month. That's not even the fact that, like, I think this week, didn't Ezra Miller literally go into, like, like a closed-door meeting with WB executives to beg them to not cut The Flash or something recently? They're not going to cut that movie. Yeah, and know, it doesn't matter. Like, like, look, 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 I, I'm not saying that against I'm not saying that against you, Zach. That's like the least of the worries. My no. point is that every single one of these movies has a problem. And Ezra Miller, they're not going to do anything. He could go into that meeting and ask him not to cut him from the flash. But like, I, I don't think it, that matters. I think he's either there. If they pulled the Zack Snyder and completely digitally erased him from the movie, like he did with that one guy in that one zombie movie for Netflix, that would cost a lot of fucking money that they don't have. Like they can't do much else with this movie except release it. And the fact that they have not taken it off the schedule yet means they are still going to release it. So he, I think what he's going in is like to be like, Hey, can I still be flash? Can I do all these other things? Can I save my career? But um, he's in the movie and the movie's coming out. There's no, as of right now, there's no change in that. That is still going through. Um, They've cut other things. They pushed back Shazam a whole fucking year. They pushed back uh, something else a whole nother year, too. Dude, W's fucking dead. That's a hundred fucking years of, like, history just down the drain. Chris, the goal of all of this was to to cut taxes. And they lose $20 million on the stock market. I'm sorry, $20 billion in the stock market. Mm. $3 billion in taxes, they lose $20 million in the process. That's ridiculous. That's that's unbelievable. They're going to file for chapter. They're going to file for bankruptcy, dude. Laughable. That is hysterical. That was the choice of one man, and that guy will go down in the business history books as being a dunce for the rest of his fucking life. He'd be lucky to do anything if he was if he did not get into business through family and his connections beforehand. He's fucked. If he has family, money, and connections, he's fine and he doesn't care. But yeah, he drove WB into the ground with his stupid fucking reality show mindset of I'm just going to make as much money as possible without caring about the content I give people. I'm going to give them shit and they're going to pay for it. And that's been his mindset. And he just tore every single bridge down and he burned the WB to the ground in the span of two years when they had every leverage in the world. Their first problem was that they didn't put tenant. I mean, th- that they put tenant out in theaters. They should have waited. If they had waited, they wouldn't have lost Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan was a big sign that they were losing people. And then they fucked over Snyder. The only reason Snyder cut happened was because of Snyder. So. This is, mm. this is historical. Yep. 
This is this is unbelievable. Chris, they're going to teach this in film school for decades to come. Like they they talked about the big like like if you want to talk about the big events in film, there's the there's the the Lumiere brothers, there's the the breakup of the monopolies, and then there's the end of the WB. <laughs> it's it's important. It would be like if Disney just decided to throw all of its like literally every single fucking dollar it had into cryptocurrency and then some fucking teenage boys stole it all like they like everyone's been having their shit stolen through cryptocurrency through hackers and then disney was like we can put out one movie and it's that live action shitty pinocchio trailer that we just put out that didn't even look that bad doesn't look great that that would be hysteric like everyone would be like what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like the biggest competition that that Disney had on the market just literally shot themselves in the dick and are bleeding out. Okay. The only people that are going to rise from these ashes are Universal. Universal is going to come out the kings in this. They're collecting all the great creative con- uh, creative people. They have the Daniels. They have Nolan. They're gonna they're gonna come out of this on Netflix top. Netflix come As out the, of this pretty well too, truthfully. Probably not. No, Netflix just purged it. Like Netflix doesn't even know if they can pay for another Sandman. That's true, and that's really sad because that show's really good. Yeah, they don't even know if they can pay for another Sandman or even like the new season of The Witcher, which is like their biggest show. No one's heard anything about The Witcher. No one's heard anything about the new Squid Game too. Like. That's... Netflix Netflix is hanging on by a by like a hand off a cliff. They are like trying desperately not. To, they're losing. Each they're Anthony finger. Anderson and Ginger Jack. They really are. They don't have a Jerry O'Connell to come in and save their ass right now. Like they are hanging on for dear life. Jerry O'Connell wasn't the smartest guy Period. either. Netflix could get out of this unscathed and be okay, but they are not doing right. They are limping right now, and luckily, Disney, Star Wars, and uh, Marvel are plateauing. And everyone's kind of like, yeah, this is okay. Well, they're not producing cool. anything amazing until Avatar comes. Avatar is their next big bet. And they not have to make it. Disney's making big boy moves with moving into the anime market. Like buying the rights to Bleach was huge. Like, if, I mean, we'll, we'll see that. We'll see that in the next probably well, couple the, years. Here's the thing, Alex. I'm doubting they bought just the rights to Bleach. I'm sure they bought the rights to Studio Periot, which is the company that owns Bleach, which, more importantly, gives them the right to stream Naruto, which is probably the biggest syndicated anime beyond Dragon Ball Z. Does, does Disney have the money to get into anime? Yeah. Were they always the ones with the money to get into anime eventually? Yeah, because Netflix fucked it up. And they own Hulu, and Hulu owns a lot of the great anime, too, outside of Japanimation and Funimation. Netflix owns a lot of good anime, too, though. Disney is most likely going to be the forward. They have the money to have the step forward in in the next big genre thing, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And they will, but will it be good? Will people like it? Who knows? We may see the bubble burst, and it may turn into the 70s again. Because the whole point of the 60s is that we're feeling the 60s right now, which is just a lot of big budget, narrow, like things being made and all of the small stuff is falling and swallowing by the wayside. Eventually that bubble bursts and they can't make that shit anymore. And there's only one big monopoly that no one cares for anymore. And then all that gets, all that comes of it is the 70s, which some people believe is the greatest decade of cinema ever. 
So we may get a lot of great stuff that comes out, but it'll never be one mainline focus of what everyone wants. It's going to break off into a bunch of little niche things, and we're not going to have a popular culture bubble anymore. We're not going to have a VMAs anymore, really. We're going to have one thing that pops its head above the water every now and then. Do you know how many cultural event movies have come out this year and then just dissolved within a month? It's insane. Maverick is the biggest movie of the year, but who's really talking about it? Not anymore. It's still making immense money, but we're not really talking about it anymore. Everything Everywhere All at Once is the second biggest one, too. That made an immense amount of money outside of Maverick. That stayed in theaters for like four months. These things are unheard of this year, and still people aren't talking about them that much. Like, just the the attention span of this stuff is so short that it doesn't really matter anymore. So... Yeah. I mean, look at the Batman. Crazy. Like, people talk the world of the Batman, and then now I'm fucking hearing Who even knows if we're ever going to get... I mean, Matt Reeves has signed a contract with the WB. He will make more stuff. But who knows if and when we're going to get any of it. So... Who's going to I want more from the Batman. Batman was one of my favorite movies of the year, but so was fucking triple R, which is also another phenomenon. So was uh, um, the Northman. The Northman was a huge movie. That thing was crazy good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ambulance. God, there's so many things that came out this year. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, those are the big news items that I have. Do you have any, Zach? Of things to talk about or just. Things. News. Did you have any other news than that? Uh, no, not really. As weird as it is, I didn't really keep the uh, the beat too, too hard. Busy. Yeah. Too busy cooking? Well, too busy working. We launched a game a couple weeks ago. so Nice. We're always doing shit. I think Chris would like it, but Chris still hasn't played it. Uh, well, interesting. Uh, well, so who wants to go first then? I guess I can, because I've watched a few things, but... Pick I'll, one. I'm going to pick one, but I'm just going to briefly mention everything I watched. But I am going to talk specifically about one. So, uh, I watched first episode of House of the Dragon uh, last Sunday, since we were off. Uh, I watched Sandman, which is dope. Uh... uh but the more important thing is I started a new anime, which I'm happy about and I'm super excited to talk about. And the anime is an older one. Well, the anime is new, but the manga is older. And it's an anime called Vinland Saga. Uh, and basically... Wait, it's what's it called? Vinland Saga. Uh, and it's basically kind of like Vikings or... What was the show you were watching with your sister? Last Kingdom. Yeah, it, it same time period Viking invasion whole thing. This series is huge. Apparently, it just ended its manga run a couple years ago, and apparently, this anime or this manga is considered a cure. Uh, I'm sorry, not Kira Toriyama. Uh, the guy who wrote Attack on Titans' favorite manga, and so much of this manga went into Attack on Titan. Apparently. Oh wow. It does look really good. Yeah, it's really cool. And I've been a big fan of it. It's it's very, like you said, Last Kingdom Vikings-esque. Uh, it takes place a little bit before, because it takes place kind of before the invasions a little bit, but kind of also during. 
Uh, a lot of it is like at the very start of it. But uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy with what I've been seeing. It's really, really cool. So it's on on Netflix too. Nice. Skull. Apparently it's, it's getting a second season shortly. So I'll be watching that when that rolls back around, but uh, very, very cool. Very, very much fun in that kind of same reason why people like the Northman and last kingdom and all that. What? The Northman, uh, dear list, Alex. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I very much enjoyed the Northman. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. been there was ever since the show The Vikings. Uh, ever since the show Vikings came out, there was like this push for this kind of stuff and and Vikings material. And yeah, there's a neo-Nazi aspect to it that no one really likes and hates that it got appropriated by. But there's some good stuff out there. I didn't yeah. care for Vikings that much. Uh, there was another one like it that I liked a little bit more, and then Last Kingdom was totally my totally my bag. Yeah. Um, I think Vikings is still going on, or they made a sequel to it that's still going on. Valhalla, so, Vikings Valhalla, so, I think is on Netflix. Yeah, well, and well, uh, this is this looks a lot like that. What's ironic is that the first season was done by Wit Studio, who did the first uh, three whatever first chunk of Attack on Titan. And the studio that's doing the second season is Studio Mappa, who did the last two seasons of Attack on Titan. <laughs> well, I like season three of Attack on Titan. Well, I'm talking about... Oh, five and four? Two, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't like four that much, yeah. visually. Did you see part two yet? Not yet, no. I'm waiting until the end. Okay. We're so close uh, now. Might as well. Yeah, we're about half a year. <laughs> might as well. Yeah, might as well. If so, I didn't know again, if I didn't know the ending, then I would be more anxious to like be to get closer and closer. But I'm like, ah, man, just wait. Yeah, just wait. So I'm very happy with what I've been seeing on this. It's a cool show. Totally recommend it. Very fun. Very interesting. Series has been around for a while, uh, or the manga has been around for a while. Uh, so I've been having fun looking into that and like seeing the like comparisons between it and attack on titan how people kind of like people uh say that like this uh the main character of this show uh thorfinn uh has a very what people described as the first chunk of his journey or his whole journey is the first chunk of aaron's journey before the shit that happens in season four happens basically and that it's like a full complete story basically yeah this looks good instead of doing what happens in season four <laughs> i mean there are things i i would say aaron is probably my least favorite no one would say my least but he's like not an up there character for me to care that much about but i yeah. do like one of the things that carries me in attack of titan are the characters yeah but this show is really cool uh very fun very interesting on in how they go about doing it uh, a lot of the same themes you see in stuff like the Northmen, Last Kingdom, Vikings, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which takes place around the same time. Uh, pretty much like if you watch any like popular uh, media that involves the Viking invasions, it's very much in the same vein of things. 
It's good. I like it. Yeah, man. We're watching a fight right now. It was fun. You want to go next, or I don't have much, so. Uh, you can go next if you want. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Whatever you'd like to talk about. So I started Carter. I did not finish it. I have about a half an hour to go. What are you watching? Alex, would you want to explain Carter to Zach? <laughs> You've seen Hardcore Henry, Zach, right? Yes. It's like if Hardcore Henry drank the Sprite water, Sprite bottle from Good Time. Have you seen Good Time? Yes. Yeah, the Sprite bottle with all the shit in it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Imagine if Hardcore Henry drank that and you would get Carter. That's crazy. Yeah, it is a crazy movie. Uh, so I, I see, so yeah, I started it. I have not finished it. Um, there's another movie that I'm saving for Peter because to see his react, to see what he thought, what he thinks of it. Um, I, okay. So I got to about where he almost got thrown into that fire pit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I left off just for yep. your reference. Alex. Um, so How much do I talk about this without spoiling it for Zach? I, I Here's the thing. You can talk about as much as you want because you haven't seen the end of the movie, and I can't spoil that for you. <laughs> I, for, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, like Hardcore Henry, there is a, there, you are, there's a main character. He... Has amnesia. He doesn't know necessarily who he is or why he is able to do these like miraculous fighting things that he can do. And it's all part of this big conspiracy thing. And as he goes further and further into the movie, the conspiracy gets bigger and deeper and deeper. Um, But that's not really the point of the movie. The point of the movie is to have as much crazy action scenes as possible and to have it all look like it's all one shot. So there are there's like a cut and an edit every three seconds. And like there's drones, there's zooms, there's this is one of the most creative looking action movies around just because of all the things they ambitiously try to do. It can go at times from being the cheesiest, corniest, stupidest looking CGI of a man jumping over one roof to another to them being like them literally slamming somebody against a semi truck connected to a helicopter while another person's trying to fight somebody else. And you're like, no, they fucking did this shit and it looks great. So it like, it, it varies from both. And then the story is incredibly complicated. There's a virus that has happened. It's taken over the world. And North and South Korea are fighting to get this girl who has the cure in her, basically. Her blood is, a, her blood is an answer to the cure. So, and it's a lot like Children of Men. You've seen Children of Men, right? Here, Zach, I'll, I, I can give you a better example. Okay. I can give you better examples. Okay, somebody saw 1917, okay, and played the, la- the first Last of Us. And did like five lines of cocaine in the span of like two minutes. Five and lines just is, decide- is barely enough for this. Are you kidding me? This is a giant eight ball. So telling me, hold on, hold on, hold on, Chris. So what you're telling me is it's all the first part, but replace the five lines of cocaine with a really, really dank mushroom. 
I mean, yeah. 1917 is beautiful. That is a beautiful looking movie. That's a lot. It's very much like a Terrence Malick movie. That's a deep. That's like a, a Gus Van Sant. Like, but yes, Deacon is, shot this. This is not that. <laughs> this is not beautiful looking. This is. Uh, this is like an uh, ambulance. Like right now, we're watching a Jones shot that looks fucking nuts. Like it, this is about being as gnarly as possible, not having the most beautiful fire in black possible. Like that, this isn't a beautiful looking movie, but they do everything that they possibly can to try and make an as interesting as possible action wise. Like you can see the edits and you don't care. Like they're, it's just so fantastic in that way. But story wise, it is ag- aggressively complicated. Um, and with good reason, with very good reason, I can't say until Chris finishes it. So, yeah, I, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> talking to you, mm-hmm. this movie had me at the part where he throws a bunch of guys out the window, <laughs> he pushes a bunch of guys out the window, and then one guy, it's like a moving car, bounces up and he lands on it. Yeah, it's crazy. I had to stop the movie, and I was laughing hysterically. How about the 50% naked fight in a bathhouse? <laughs> that, that seems Here's my thing. Nuts. Now, you know how, like, Peter doesn't like bones? Like breaking, like, like legs. stuff. He doesn't like legs breaking and stuff. I don't like knives stuff. Like I that's my cringe. Love knife stuff. Like, like love if people were getting just like cut up, it's like, oh, that's why I love the raid scene where they all break in the car and they're just like stabbing him in the car. <laughs> and not one of them got to like poke him. No, they all poke. There's some pokes in that scene. Watch the raid two again. They actually. Like, I know they poked him. Like, like none of that shows in the next. Like shots. Oh, it's kind of hard for me sometimes, but I when I was younger, I had a fear of needles. So like sl- like sla- it's like the slashing, and it's just like oh god. Oh, but god, like but Zach, this movie has everything. Like in the middle of the movie, they have a zombie apocalypse in a in an airplane. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> like in the middle of the movie, they're like, let's just have zombies. Why not? Because it's, why not? They started with that. It's it like makes, there's a zombie virus. There, it all makes sense, but you don't see the zombies, and they aren't. An, and it isn't a zombie movie. It's a man on the run murdering people fight kung fu fight movie. And then halfway through it, they're like, let's get on this airplane. And then all of a sudden, like it turns into 28 days later, and you're like, this is fucking amazing. Like it's just, it has everything. It's fucking great. It's a B movie. It's not supposed to be perfect, but like as yeah. like Hardcore Henry, it's just about like being an exploitative, violent action movie that actually has a better story than it has any right to be. So I like it so far. Now, technically, there are some choices that I disagree with, but I still respect. What do you mean by disagree with? Sometimes it gets a little too shaky. Um, yeah, it is shaky. Yeah. And like the whole, I think the whole one shot. Hardcore Henry is shakier than this. But here's the thing. I think that Hardcore Henry handles the whole, like even Hardcore Henry cuts around. But like, honestly, I think if this movie cut like more cleanly or was just more shot more standardly and edited more like shot reverse, like the the normal kind of. I would not want that here. Really? Nope. Not at all. Really? No. They don't. We you know we don't even get that in Hardcore Henry. It's all one first person perspective. It only cuts when he blacks out. You're only seeing it through. But his those eyes. cuts are clean though. These cuts are not very clean. I don't care if they're clean or not. 
That's the aesthetic of the movie. That's the point. It's like watching a TikTok video. This isn't about clean. This is about- I don't watch TikTok. <laughs> Welcome to the new generation, old man. <laughs> this is the future of Okay, movies. older man. <laughs> I'm the one who's adapting and not dying is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm the, I'm, yeah, I'm the guy with like a bald head and a fat gut and an open like leisure suit. I now want, I now want you and Austin to talk about TikTok. I just want to be in the room for that conversation. Oh, I, I wrote a tweet, I wrote a tweet a long, not too long ago when I was out to dinner with my family where my dad was talking about TikTok and I'm like, he, I'm, he's like, what are you watching out? I'm like, I'm watching the Dick Van Dyke show from the 1960s. Like, he's watching TikTok and he's 60. And I'm talking about Dick Van Dyke and I'm 30. Like, that's <laughs> it's about personality. We live in a world right now where there is no popular culture. It's about what a person likes individually as a niche. But if you want to talk about what the future of this stuff is, it's not being made by us. It's being made by people that are younger than by it's not being made by us. It's being made by people younger than us. And so Who's Moss? You don't need to know. And, and, is he and your I'll, is he your dealer? No, 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 no. I can't say that on air. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> if you must know, it's not him. So uh, what I'm saying is, I don't I care. That one. I don't care about the cuts. That's the point. The point is, is that it's supposed to look cool and like you're supposed to see that that you can't make these kind of. This is the difference between Hardcore Henry and me. Is that you only get one visual perspective in Hardcore Henry. <laughs> That's the sequel. Hardcore Henry and me. <laughs> I, I hate the fact that it's only through his eyes. At a certain point, that limits your way of telling that story. You only have one way. It's like the movie Rope with Al Alfred Hitchcock. He limits himself by saying, I can't ever cut and have to shoot it like a basically a theatrical movie. We've done better with that sense. And whether this is the right direction or not of it, or not is not the point. The point is, it is an incredibly individual, specific one. This is can't be like this won't be the norm, and I don't want it to be. But I'm happy it exists because this is really interesting. Like on a, from an editing standpoint, there like there are so many setups and stuff in here that they could do simply because of these edits that they're doing. Like someone going through a window, like you, they take a drone shot. And they connect it to a man finding another person in a car, then zoom around the car and go to the little girl driving it. Then they back out of the car and then there's a Mad Max crash where a Jeep lands on someone's head and it explodes. And then you go back into that and it pulls out in another drone shot. You can't do that in Hardcore Henry. That's three different ways in which you can tell that story, all connected through a janky little edit. Sure, like a little weird zoom, sure, but it exists now. This thing is telling the story as one consistent idea and I like the fact that they were using different ways to tell a camera to do it. It's the difference between a multi-camera sitcom and a, and a single. Like um, uh, at Friends, where they're on a stage in front of a live audience and the camera can only be on one side. And Malcolm in the Middle, where you can have the camera go shoulder over shoulder. That's the difference between this and Hardcore Henry. You get more visual storytelling out of this than you ever could Hardcore Henry. Now, is Hardcore Henry simpler? Yes. Is it more cohesive and understandably as a story? As a story, yes. But in my opinion, this is better. I like this better. This is the next step up. This is it. Because you get to do more with a camera. You get to tell, like, this fight scene is happening between two different people. And then a little girl watches the, watches the fight, and then you leave the room with her. And you don't see how that 
uh, situation ends. She then goes to other people in the plane and talks to them, and then you see the zombie apocalypse happen. Mm -hmm. When she comes back and she's been kidnapped by somebody else, the hero has survived in the end. And you don't get the suspense of that if you're doing Hardcore Henry because it's only from one perspective of one person. You get to jump perspectives of characters in this movie while still all being one singular shot. So, yes, I do think that there's more that they get to do in this. Absolutely. Does it, is it for everybody? No. But I actually did love that fact. That that fight is about them, and now you get to follow her out. And then the best thing is she's like, it was this person who did it. And before, like, there's a moment in this movie where this little girl could literally tell the truth and save everyone. And this woman gives her that opportunity. She's like, hey, sh stop arguing, guys. Listen to this little girl. And then zombies come in and the virus happens again. That's what I find really interesting about this movie. And you're going to find it even more interesting when you reach the end. Because the ending is one of my favorite aspects of this entire story. Not action movie. Story. So, yes, I think visually that this is way more interesting than Harker Henry. Is it better? That's a choice. Uh, but I do think the fact that they can tell more interesting ways of the story visually is cooler. I also think that the lighting in this movie is pretty awesome at times. I never said it was more interesting. Uh, you, uh, um, you don't like, you said you didn't like the way it looks. No, it's, the... and I'm saying that that's a choice. That's a preference. Let me get this straight. Mm -hmm. I just don't like how it transitions. That's what this is. That's let, let, so let me... let me break this down. Technically, okay, they will. Okay, so we just saw her walk up the stairs. Mm -hmm. So when she gets to the top of the stairs, the walls of the stairs. This is me nitpicking, yes, by the go way. Ahead, go ahead, yes. The walls on the stair, the um, on the stairway, mm -hmm. and the next, and the few, and the uh, the hall here. In that moment, yeah. are two different sets. And like you could tell, because the walls on the sides are moving differently than this than the space. Yeah, it's after it's, it. it's actually not an expensive movie. This is actually kind of an independent film. This is me nitpicking, sure. and then I realized that and I'm trying to move past that, overlook that because I know they probably can't get that cleanly. I don't need that. Let, let me put it this way. There's a moment, like I said, where he jumps off a building and it could have been made by a five-year-old with a computer. It looks fucking awful. It looks terrible. And it, th there are times when this movie is adorable in its ambitious nature. Like, oh, this, this little kid tried to get his little crown fridge painting in the Louvre? Like, what is this little five-year-old trying to get his painting in the Louvre? <laughs> That's ambition. That's adorable. There are adorable moments in this movie is what I'm saying. Yes. But then they slam a guy against the semi from a helicopter while there's a fucking explosions going on the back. Like they really threw their money at a lot of great stuff here. It's a pick and choose thing. And if it's a film that has everything in that regard. Um, yeah, it didn't have a lot of money to do a lot of this stuff. And like I, I like this to me is so much cooler. Like, yeah, the, the blood is fake. Like the. Like to ha the cameraman basically walked around the table, walked behind her, walked on the table, and is now following all these events in one shot. Like that, all of this stuff is cool. For everything that I could see what you're talking about, Chris, also, there's five other things that I'm more impressed by. I chuckled at the reporter who was just like, oh my God, he's covering the little girl in his blood. 
Oh no, the zombies can't attack him because he's covered in that girl's blood. Yeah, because she's like, the cure. Hello, hello, Miss Exposition. I just chuckled at the little fox. Like, oh, I, you didn't even need to say that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's too. It's very complicated as a story. Also, I'd be worried about that one because, like, where do you go? You're stuck in a plane, and the zombie apocalypse is breaking down the plane. Where do you go? He has a parachute. He knew what was up. No, I mean like the the the, the woman who just walked by, like this reporter. Like, where is she gonna go? Because I I I I would go to the back of the plane. Yeah, because that's where you would go. You started at the cockpit. You go to the back of the plane. But it doesn't matter because she gets sucked out of a plane. Chris, uh, the next life or death <laughs> situation you're in, uh, let's see how long it takes before you just give up, and you're like, yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm just gonna die now. No, you're gonna fight for your fucking life. I don't know. The world's going to shit these days. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. It's a natural thing. Um, anyway. But yeah, I, I I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I did think that you would at least appreciate what this no, is. No, I do. I'm just nitpicking. Movie. I'm but just being nitpicky. I, I think this is uh, pretty fucking great. I think the story being about how the world only benefits from a virus, no matter how yeah. many people try to stop it, no matter how many people try to do it, no matter how people try to come together, there is always somebody who will benefit from this, and you can't stop that, ever. And that, to me, being made during a pandemic is actually quite cathartic as an action movie. This guy who wakes up and he's like, I don't even know what side I'm on. I don't even know if I started this. All I know is that this girl can help the world, and nobody wants that. So I find that really kind of nihilistic, and Korea is known for having very nihilistic shit. Squid Game, Snowpiercer. Oh boy, Parasite. this ending's gonna be great. So uh, anyway, and yeah, it's like a, it's just a quick little thing. When you see it, you'll be like, okay. Luke Cage is in this movie. Um, who's Luke Cage? Netflix, Marvel, Netflix. Boy, oh, that boy, was him. Ex-boyfriend of uh, Jessica Jones. For no fucking reason. That is probably the one scene in the movie where I was like, you don't need this. And then the, uh, then the, uh, the girl from uh, When a Stranger Calls. 2006. That's what I remember her from. Then hearing the movie sucked. That's the horror movie where she's in the house. Yes, with the two kids and then being stalked by the the 70s version is better. Well, of course, the the, the original is always better. Anyway, um, sometimes the horror movies can be good. So yeah, <laughs> the gunfight, 35,000 feet in the air. Yeah, like so, this looks stupid, but at the same time, they did actually do some of this. <laughs> That's crazy. So anyway, it's adorable. Um... It's adorable. <laughs> this is adorable. But like it's it's so much more interesting than Gray Man. It's so much more interesting than like Six Underground. Like on a technical level, I would I could sit here and look at this thing all day and try to figure out how they did some of this stuff. Just for fun. I think it's fucking great. Um and yeah, I like I like it better than Hardcore Henry for that reason, because I like I like how stories are told visually and I like all the different things that they're doing with it. But hardcore Henry is still pretty solid as a movie filled with great stunts, great stunts in that movie. And we have a whole episode on it. So yes, you can listen to that great soundtrack. This soundtrack isn't that good. I'll admit, but I like this a lot. And in a movie of in a movie, you're filled with a lot of great action movies. This is a great action movie. This is a great fun action movie. I'm looking forward to seeing how this ends. It's got a great, great last action scene. Other than that, the new Who's line is pretty funny, except when they do greatest hits on every episode, it starts getting old. But And uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall is coming out in February. Okay. I'm going to show Alex the trailer during the break. 
Um. Anyway, but uh, Carter. Like, look at this. This is so cool. Those pigs, man. I just feel bad for the pigs. Anyway, um, Alex, what did you watch? Um, I watched a lot of things. Um, Big I'm what? still going on Dick Van Dyke, and that's pretty great. I started the. What, what, Zach? I said you didn't want to talk to me last week. You were so busy watching stuff. Uh, that and trying to make sure I got everything done so that I could do nothing on my eight-day vacation. Like, I mowed my <laughs> house. I set up with the vinyl at my client's house. I, no, I, you I, don't mow the house. I'm you sorry, mow the mow lawn. the lawn at the house. Where do you... Oh, God. The house is really... Do you have... Get an apartment. Get an apartment. You don't... Trust me. Please I wish, get an apartment. I wish I could have a position right now where I didn't have to do lawn work. Yeah, I don't like doing lawn work. I've done it for you, over years. That's not how you work a lawnmower. I mean, you can work a lawnmower that way. That's not, that's not what you work on with a lawn a lawnmower. Get it apart. Watch, De- watch Dead Alive, and you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Zach knows what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, so I watched the new... <laughs> fucking movie's great. Um, uh, it punches, punches through the back of a woman's face cleanly. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I love that movie. A baby rips open a woman's skull from the inside out. It's so Love fucking that. dope. Love uh, best action, best horror comedy for me ever is Dead Alive. It's, um, it's one of the best Peter Jackson movies. It's just so. It's ridiculous. not it, it, like it's not his best, but it is his best before um, Lord of the Rings, in my opinion. Uh, so it's, it's it's unbelievable how ridiculous it is. I I rewatched Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. That's hilarious. Everyone should watch it. Uh, I watched the pilot episode of League of Their Own, and I fucking loved it. I'm gonna save oh, it. I, I've been, I've been thinking about watching that. Really gay, and I love it. Hilarious, hilarious show. So I always knew you swung both ways. No, it's about lesbians. Oh, gotcha. Chris, have you not seen the original League of There's Their Own? There's no There are no gay people in the original League of Their Own. Understand that. I'm sorry. So I understand that. Yeah. And no, I don't think Chris has seen it. That's why I put it on the wheel. It's on our wheel. I think I've seen the ending on cable a lot. Like, who hasn't? Long time. Who hasn't seen that ending on cable? That's uh, true. I just know Gina Davis and Tom Hanks are in it. You're going to love it. You're going to fucking it's love it. It's on the wheel. Uh, you're going to love it. I didn't put it on the wheel if I didn't think you would love it. A good baseball movie. It's 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 arguably the greatest. It's, well, it's, it movie. represents what we should do as a human species. Just let the women I, take over. Again, I... And I the men are not home, yes. There can be arguments that there are better baseball movies, but That's I'm not. What it is. They're playing because the men are gone. And then, and then the men come... came back and they're like. Oh, they stopped them. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped them. Yeah. It's, anyway. It's in the movie. Um, anyway. The show the show is really funny and really gay and I really love it. Um, I don't want to keep going because I want to save it for when we do the show, when we do the movie on the wheel. But it is. I want it to do better. I've watched enough that hopefully it'll get the ratings up. Um, Sprung, which is the new uh, the new show by the guy who did Raising Hope and My Name is Earl, and it's uh, also another pandemic-based thing where a bunch of prisoners during the pandemic are released I because they don't have money for them. It's really funny. I really like it. It's a quality show, and I hope he gets to finish it because he didn't get to finish his other ones. Um, I... I, I did watch all the movies by the filmmaker and then I rewatched Wolf of Wall Street, which I'll talk about specifically for this movie because it's important for this movie. Oh, no. Um, but I guess if I was going to talk about anything, it would be Sandman. Uh, 
Um, I plan on next week pulling out like a movie or two. I just didn't get a chance to watch a movie. I'm really into Dick Van Dyke. I think that show's fucking amazing. It's a movie that you watched a few episodes of Witcher too. I did not. I have not seen. I've only seen one episode of The Witcher. I only watched all of. I watched all of Sandman though. I watched all of it. How did you? Okay. Without spoiling too much. How did you like the two-parter episode? I, I don't think I was as wild about the two-parter episode as I was about the rest of the season. If people didn't know that it was a two-parter, I think they would be less annoyed. And yeah. then um, if it was just... Uh, it's an epilogue. That's yeah. what it is. It's like... it. Uh, you could fit it in the middle of the show if you wanted to, but it is redundant because it's literally the exact same thing as the first episode, just a different character than him. And yeah. so the fact that it happens at the end is full circle. It actually feels like you have, he's gone through everything he needs to go do to learn stuff. And then he actually, um, uh, he does learn it. He sees somebody else go through what he's gone through. And then he gives them an opportunity for forgiveness. Um, so I do like that. I like that it is the end and they released it pretty quickly after the end of the first season uh, came out. So like people being disappointed can just shut up because I liked it a lot. The cat thing was not what I like to go online, to go online and look at the headlines and see that uh, that cast is going to be there. That Susan Sarandon and yeah. um, uh, the split guy are going to be in there and they're only in there for like two seconds. And they're only in there for like two seconds, to and then it's honest, over. Like, I don't think I would say I was disappointed with it. I guess I just, I think I agree with you. I didn't really understand why it was a it was a two parter if they had split them and made them each their own like half hour thing, and then kind of slapped them in the middle of the season. I think I would have been much more okay with it. Um, just I guess to me, it's the music video for Enter Sandman. I've literally seen it my entire childhood. <laughs> Chris, Chris is over here pointing at He's like, enter Sandman. I'm like, yeah, it's the video. That's the show. That's the fucking, it's, yes, I know Enter Sandman, the music video, very well. Yeah. That's the show, too. I, uh, uh, no. Yes, it is. That, I think, is my. Chris has hit his head, apparently. Or either that or the, <laughs> the thing that he bought at the safe fair has bugs on it and it's eating his brain. <laughs> Um, it wouldn't be the first time I hit my. <laughs> the, beyond that, very true. Uh, 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 the cat, the cat one, you didn't necessarily need to have it, but at the same time, why not? I'm at the age right now where like any extra stuff is fine to me. Yeah. Um, and you could have put it on YouTube as like a little treat. You could have put it in the robots versus aliens or the death, love, death and robot shit. You could have put it there if they wanted to. But yeah. I the fact that it's just I see that people can look at that and be like, I thought it was a two part or longer story that was going to push things more. And no, it's it's just a good story. And the thing yeah. is, that's all that I loved about this season is that they were incredibly well told stories. Dude, and dude. so people shut up. The, the the best episode in my opinion was the episode of Gwendolyn Christie. It was so good that ending. Which one? The one with Gwendolyn Christie. You're gonna have to describe the episode. That's the one where he gets his mask back and he like does that metaphysical fight with her. And I liked like, that one, but I liked that one a lot. It was so good. She's really good. Good. Not it, my favorite, but still really good. That the the that last chunk of it where. They're like describing the different things and 
and just there's that really visceral image going on with that and at the very end he's just he just says the thing and, and it just ends right there and i'm like oh it's so good it, it's the kind of thing you don't see in stuff like this yeah. like it's just it, it's it's very wordy it's very talky and they try to make it as visual as possible but it is it is the kind of thing that you would read in a comic book. The fact that they put it up here and did it successfully is really fun. Um, I think f- five and six are probably my favorites. Five and six are also very good. like the 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 diners the diner one is so fucking good. It's basically a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. And then and then the sister, uh, the death is your sister and the guy that lives forever episode. Yeah, might be my favorite because that one you get to spend time you get to understand Sandman more as a character and then the diner one you get to understand what this world is more Yeah, and both of them I think represent I, the best things about the show I know that the first season only covered like the first like two arcs of the comics so they have like four or five seasons worth of content they can pull if they want uh, and, but as um, Neil Gaiman said he they're unsure if they're going to get a second season, which is unfortunate because it's a really good show. I would want more because I like this world and I like the fact that like an episode will start and it's like it'll it'll bring like it'll it'll bring a character and it'll tell the story of that character throughout the whole episode. And then they never come back again. They've had their beginning and their middle and their end in this in the episode. It's just say, so hey, well done. Charles, Char- like the first like two episodes, like Charles Dance and the kid. And then, like, that was so good. I so, just... Chris, Chris, do you know anything about it? Do, 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 Singing the song. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son. To include everyone. <laughs> Tuck you in from within. Keep you free from sin. Till the same man he goes. Ah, damn, it was, I was doing great. It was a great chorus. Keep going, you're good. <laughs> Sleep with what I hope right. Grim in your pillow tight So no, you don't know anything about the comic? Uh, not the comic, no Okay. I so. just know that we are heralding the return of the Pale white emo haired guy Oh, he's so, so he that's, so That's his whole deal, he's emo that, That's his deal he is very, he is, well, dreams are about emotions. Yeah, he's a very emotional person. He's super, uh, but that's why he's like in the comics. Like, he's the most emo character, and he's great. Every, everyone seems to me, I listened to a really strong three-hour podcast from strong, strong uh, Sandman fans. And I, I everyone seems to be, everywhere I go, they seem to be pretty confident that this is the best adaptation there could ever be of this. And there and, probably won't ever be a better one, but they don't even know if they're going to get more. Yeah. And that, that does kind of suck. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and, uh, and, it, and it sucks because like Netflix could build something really cool where they have their, their kind of eighties movie fun stuff with stranger things. They have their super high fantasy. We're going to compete with Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones thing and the Witcher. And then they have their super weird sci-fi fantasy thing with Sandman and their superhero thing. I, I, I don't know what I would describe this as I know it's in the DC universe and I know there is some like superhero aspects to it, but to me it's like a novel on film. Well, it's a novel, it's a novel television show. Like someone took a book 
and they made it into a TV show, and it's a, a fantastic ap- adaptation of that. And there's very few out there that I can point to that do that. Um, so, in the first, I would say in the first two episodes. Quick question. Yeah. Is his chin still weird? His chin is always weird. <laughs> Zach, I don't know if you were here for when <laughs> Alex went off about <laughs> Jenny. Jenny said as we kept watching it, she's like, his face never looks the same in any shot. And I was like, yeah, but yeah. His chin just stares back at you. Yeah. It's, it's just like a weird, perfect circle. He, just... he, you know what he also kind of looks like? He looks like, he kind of looks like Robert Pattinson, but if he got super duper emo, but he was trying to like fake like Twilight a bit, but also being really emo about it. He looked like he looks like Robert Pattinson at Robert Pattinson had bad plastic surgery. Yeah. Like plastic surgery or Yeah, like he like he got those kind of chin like that chin extender to go for broader chin, but it just makes his sorry, chin I, longer. Sorry, I thought I went with the John Rivers. He's got look. he's got a Dick Van Dyke chin. Like that a really long chin. But at the same time he sounds exactly yeah. like Robert Pattinson and I like him in this role. I don't th- I think he's very very good. The character in the show is not given a lot of lot for us to hang on to as an individual. That like it takes a long time for you to care about who this dude is. And that's it helps that he is good in it but also it really helps that the world is phenomenal and the stories and how they are told are great. So like the first two episodes Chris, he's not really involved that most of these stories he's not involved that much they're not really about him but he is a key element to every single one of them which is why i love it so much i was gonna say um, i think my actual personal favorite episode of the whole season was the pub the the immortal dude with the pub yeah that's because you spend the most time with him yeah you just you sit there and they're just talking and they're and you you see them going through time and time and time. And at the very end, he's just like, you know what, man? I know I was a fucking dick to you. Whoa, last whoa, 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 wait! Don't spoil anything. Right. But I do, I do want to say, I do love that there is a character in the show that by that point sits down and looks Sam Man in the face, and he's like, "What's your fucking deal, man? Because I, all I want to do is get to know you as a person. So like." Just talk to me, dude. Just be my friend. <laughs> it's so it's so interesting Love because at that point in the show, you're kind of like, yeah, like who is this Sandman guy? Like, yeah. open it up a little bit. Do you have a favorite song? Like, what's your deal, dude? Like, what's up? And it it's really funny by that point because Sandman himself doesn't even see the point of a friend. It's very interesting. He's like emo. He's very emo. So I I like that one a lot because by that point That's in the good. story, you've just had the most. Uh, interesting story there could ever be where Sandman is not involved in episode five. Like he doesn't show up till the very, 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 very end. And then the next episode is genuinely about him and all about how people perceive him and how he perceives himself and how the closest person in his life probably could perceive him if he ever chose to make him a friend. And I loved all of that as a storytelling aspect. Mark Hamill's also in it like for a few episodes. I'm sorry. Mark Hamill's also in it for a few episodes. Yeah, he's the pumpkin head dude, yeah. And yeah. Now Oswald is the bird. Yeah, there's a lot of fun little people John in this. Cena. I'm sorry? You mean John Cena? No, Patton Oswald. I'm sorry, it was a bad joke to when we reviewed Eternals. Remember when I thought the guy at the end of Eternals was John Cena, but it was Patton Oh, that's Oswald. right, you thought the Patton Oswald <laughs> sounded like John Cena. Did you actually think that? That's right, I forgot about that. It's the troll of John Cena. Patton Oswald sounds like John Cena. Like, I, not at all. It sounded like it to me, so. Nah. Had me fooled. 
nah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I highly recommend Sandman. I hope they make more. It's just uh, like John Cena should update his entry song for for wrestling to. Nope. Do you really, really want? Do you really want? <laughs> I think. Do I you think really he, want? Do you really want to taste it? That is a song about his dick. You know, that is that is a great song. I do like that. But if I were him, I would keep both of them. Have them both. You want and like what better way? What better way to live your life than to have two different choices as entrance, character, and music? He could be peacemaker in the wrestling ring, or he could be himself. If he he could be either or, dude. If he, if he just came down, he did like the 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 opening dance like every time. That would be just great. Oh, and if you think I didn't do my wrestling research, I did. So, good. yeah, I saw a lot of that this week. Good, not good. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's a dick. Who is Hulk Hogan? Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm done. With uh, I'm I'm done talking about Sandman. Uh, Sandman is really good, and people should go see it. I don't. It's not about necessarily who shot it. It's a faithful adaptation of Neil Gaiman's work, and he's been striving to do this for quite some time. And if you just like, if you like a well-told story, just a well-told fucking story. That's what these are. There's no genre I would put this to. You could say fantasy if you want, Greek gods if you want. Superheroes are there to an aspect, but to me, they're just well fucking told stories. And five and six are my favorite episodes. Episode five alone is worth the entire fucking the just how that episode starts the way it does pleasantly in a diner and deviates to some of the most horrific imagery you're ever gonna see on that show is amazing. Like those people die. So <laughs> so uh I really enjoyed it in those that people died yeah they died they really really died so i really liked that um i like i just like the fact that this whole incident occurs in a diner and then by the end of the episode you realize it's actually something that's happening all around the world and it's just a small microcosm that's happening in every single building of every single place everywhere on the earth and you're like uh oh boy it's it's fucking good five and six are fucking worth the entire ride i think the last half of the season is weaker Oh, yeah, it's not as interesting. It's weaker because it's not as scary, and I know they wanted to probably be scarier doing it, but it, it it's a, like after episode six happens, there's a, almost a strong reboot of everything. New characters show up, a new story happens, a new group of people to follow occurs. It's a jarring reset up. And then when you get into it, luckily it's about three or four episodes, and then when you get into it, you're like, okay, but I did not care as much uh, about them as I thought I would and hopefully if some of them come back and stick around it's a different story yeah. uh, I like the there's like a there's a character in that world that can like Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception just walk through people's dreams and see what they see and affect them and change them and it's really cool and that aspect was awesome I did like that hmm. um, good show really liked it Sandman's very good and people should see it apparently uh, sorry to briefly Apparently, Neil Gaiman was talking about how uh, when they were originally casting the show, they wanted to put Matt Smith in the Joanna Constantine role to be. Yeah, because he used to write for he used to write for Doctor Who. He even wrote for the actress who plays Constantine's episodes. And that's why Matt Ryan, the guy who currently plays Constantine. I understand that. Yes. I'm also saying that he wrote for Doctor Who. That's why he put that actress in there. in the Constantine role. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, he also helped uh, work on stuff for the comics for yeah. Constantine and, and Legends. So, yeah. And 
apparently, apparently the reason why they decided to change and obviously hire Gwendolyn Christie and all that is they wanted to detie it from everything. They wanted it to be more standalone because the original plan was to have the actor who's in Lucifer right now play that Gwendolyn Christie role and then to have Matt Ryan play that John Constantine role. So that would be their connective tissue to like to like legends and DC and they, well, they also make a, 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 con, a consistent effort in Sandman to have a lot of gay care <laughs> to have a lot of like gay characters, to have a lot of my characters of minorities yeah. uh, or, or marginalized groups. They, they do their effort to make it a pretty well, well-rounded group of people that this is happening to, which I liked a lot. I thought it was very good. Sandman keep coming. If not, Episode five is enough. Episode five is enough for me to just watch over and over and over again. It's so fucking creepy <laughs> and good. And David Thewlis is so good. That's a, oh, it's so creepy. That's it's a, that's creepy the diner creepy. one. Right? I liked it. I'm sorry. That's a diner one, right? Yeah. So that's the one with um, what's his name in it? Uh, uh, he was Commissioner Gordon in the Nolan Batman movie. Jeremy. No. 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 Okay. Now, now I'm. You're talking about an actor named David Thewlis. He was in Island Harry of Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. He was in. He was in Wonder right, Woman. You're right. You're right. You're right. Wonder Woman. It's, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal it, as it, the bad guy. Wheeler. That that's his actual David, name. David Thewlis. He is well, Wheeler's his birth name. He goes by the actor name David Thewlis. You win then. You win the competition of what is his real name. Congratulations. Uh, it's <laughs> he's, been go- he's been going by Thewlis since the fucking '90s, bro. That's how he's. That's his stage name. I, I was going to say, I, I, I knew I recognized the actor. I knew it was like a big name actor, but I didn't remember if it, who it was. And then I thought about it. I'm like. him. He's spoken before about how he and Gary Oldman are basically vying for the same sort of mentor, old man, mustachioed roles these days. He's <laughs> more British than Gary Oldman. So he works in England way more and he works on the stage more than Gary Oldman. But. World, he's been in a lot of great stuff recently over the past 10 years, but he is renowned, renowned for being in the god-awful Island of Dr. Moreau. A movie so bad that there's a documentary made about how that movie got made. That movie and, is uh, bad. Fucking awful. Have you seen it? Yeah, we saw it in film school. I haven't you watched, watched the Island of Dr. Moreau in film school? Yeah. Ugh, why? I like how your professors bitched about modern movies, but then they made you watch the Island yeah, of Dr. That's Moreau. crap, dude. That movie was <laughs> shit. Yeah. There's way better versions of that movie around other than the fucking 90s one with Marlon Brando. Yeah. I mean, like, the bad movies we ended up watching are, like, The Room uh, and The Island of Dr. Moreau. And I was like, oh, so one of these is really good and the other one's really bad. And I had to basically explore the rest on my own. <laughs> Moreau is more in the same category of like Speed 2 or Waterworld, where they spent a lot of money on a piece of shit. All right, so I think that's that's so, Normally we would take a break here, but does anybody feel like they need to go to the bathroom? I don't really need to. I actually do need to go to the bathroom. Zach needs to go to the bathroom. All right, so then let's take a break. Okie dokie. And then when we come back, Santa with muscles. Hooray. I guess. You can make a note, but you're by yourself, so... Whoosh! Oh, God. I told you! You gotta plug that leak, man! We're gonna drown in here! Man, you just are afraid of 
like a good worthwhile thrill ride experience. Okay, when the water flashed in here, it was awesome. Anyway, what were we saying? Sorry, Zach. Uh, Zach's robot shorted out because of all the damn water. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Dra- I'm just wringing out my underwear right now. I got. I've got those. You didn't have to do that. I've got those old-fashioned 1930s you underwear. Just went around the corner with the buttholes and the little clips, and you could just poop through the what hole. What were you talking about before we had to pause? Well, man, I mean, you really want to do anything about this water here? We're kind of surrounded by water right now. Here, let me uh, get a raft here. Uh, what's in your closet? Uh, it's inflatable, but it's not a raft. It'll have to do. All right, her name is Sheila. You're gonna blow it up. Blow it up. <laughs> I'm gonna blow it up. Yes. I mean, there's a, there's more than enough room for two of us. Trust me. You and the doll. No, you and I and the doll. And, and the your doll. equipment. It's a big doll. Is this hero gasm? Is is this hero gasm? Uh, I, I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> I won't ruin it. I've seen images. Ah, yes, but the episode's really good. It's a good show, boys. All right, you want to get the air pump, or are you gonna like? Psst, 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 okay, you don't have to piss psst, into it. Psst, is that how you pissed? Yeah, I'm old. Psst, 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 psst. Ow, kidney stone. Uh, psst, 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 psst. All right. It's All right, gonna... here's, your, here's the, here's, here she is. Gross. It's a little watery. I regret every decision that brought me to this moment. Woo, it's better than, I mean, you're used to my shit house. Anyway. Uh, okay, so, we're, so where are we? Welcome, this is a shit house. We got custard shit and shit. <laughs> For you fish fans. Real big fish? Oh, uh, no, but I do love real big fish more than fish. Everyone hit play on your movie again now. All right, so we're at 4240. Okay, go. Uh, okay, so I'm talking about the end again. Um, I think the ending saves it, uh, okay. especially when I, I, at the very end I could not figure out what house he had brought them to until I was like, oh, he brought them to the bad guy's house. He didn't bring them to his house. He brought them to – and then <laughs> – that's right. And yeah. then, like, it's only three kids. So, like, he brings a bunch of other orphans. Where'd the other kids come from for this party They're from that this orphanage town. is having? But the orphanage is also uh, far enough that they can use a telescope to see them break, the bad guys break rocks in a prison, which is ridiculous. And then probably my favorite, most ridiculous thing about this entire movie, I, it just highlights what this movie, I don't know why it does, but it does to me. It's kids running around a lawn while Garrett Morris is mowing it. He's like, get out of my way, kids. I'm like, why are you mowing the lawn right now? Why? Why are you doing that? Just stop. They're having a party where there are kids running around your lawn mowing another time. It's it's L.A. It's fucking, it's California. It's Christmas. It's Cal- Chris only proving the point that there's yes. never any snow there. You can mow another day. <laughs> you have plenty of 600. Oh, God. Okay. Um, it doesn't rain, though. Uh, not now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Surely drowning these days. No snow in the mountains. Um, so yeah, uh, the third act saves it for me. Um, outside of that, it takes a long time to get there. And I don't... I, I, I Look, he doesn't have any connection with the adult woman. His strongest connection is with the little girl. Like... Yeah, the church scene is weird because she sucks and they obviously can't use a Christmas song so she has to just make up a melody that's awful. It's the worst song ever and it's not good and she, all the kids are good. All the kids are good. She's actually from the first Land Before Time movie. Like she's, or not the first one, but like she would take over one of the Land Before Time characters for like five movies. 
So she became like a pretty good voice actor on her own. That looks horrifying to me. That looks scary. Like when the lights are changing in the window and the church. Like it's Evangelion, terrifying. <laughs> it is weird. Like it's not Christmas colors. It's purple. It's like weird purple and black. It's just UV. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it looks practical though. I will give them that. It did reveal a few stains on your wall though. Uh, <laughs> you know it. Um, Jackson Pollock painting. Uh, so I would say the the last thirty minutes of this are the most interesting. The first has a lot of promise. Uh, when he jumps out of the car, I'm like, okay, this could be really great. Like, the, my first favorite it thing. Kept going after that. My first favorite thing about this movie is when one of his employees attacks him, like the second one, and he's got a great scream. It's a great yell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he throws him over the balcony, <laughs> and then another guy shows up, and then he screams again. The funny thing should be, why is there a cook or a chauffeur or a butler going after him? But I'm like, nah, these yells are great. These yells are really fun. Uh, and then the guy keeps coming back and yelling. Um, but I knew I knew right away what it was. It was Pink Panther because I've seen the Pink Panther. Um, this movie actually references a lot of movies. But my favorite yep. thing is that there are three references of movies that we will be hitting some point on the wheels. It does the it does the Godfather where uh, he wakes up in bed after he wakes up with amnesia and he yells. Mm-hmm. The camera pulls back and it shows him outside his house yelling. Classic Godfather. Can't be anything else. It uses the music from 2001. And then it also uses the music from Bridge on the River Kwai. So we have three movies in this movie that it references that we are going to be hitting. Which what I the, find very fun. The whole like uh, <clears throat> the muscle guy that, Br- Br- that uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake plays. It's doo-doo. Do, 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 Not do, the music, do. just that moment. No, no. The only thing that referenced to Bridge on the River Kwai is the music. No, I'm talking... Not, not, no. There's a fourth movie. I'm talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark when he just pulls out the gun with the sword guy. That's kind of referenced with the whole, like, church pew where he stamps on it and just uppercuts the guy. Yeah. After, like, setting up an elaborate I fight. felt that too, yeah. I also think that's a good edit because it feels good. Yes. Like when he hits him and it, it just works. There's something about it that just works. That I do moment. want to make a point about this movie. Like later on, I'll let you finish. But like, I think that's pretty much it. My favorite shot is when they go every time they go inside the cave. <laughs> I love that. though. And my man. favorite scene is when the, the one of the henchmen is blowtorching the door and then talks to another henchman. That's right. my favorite scene. It's, it's so obvious. The actor is having fun using a blowtorch and it's it's so it's weird. Not, it's not a blowtorch. It's like a little like hammer thing that's just making sparks. Shh, I don't care. He's having fun doing it. Yeah. And like his, it just it it feels good. It just I'm watching and I'm like, this is weird and I like it. But most of this movie, I'm like, this is weird and meh. And, and it's just I don't know. A lot of it has to do again. People don't know if like he he. Okay, so. He hurts two people because they stole money in a mall. Yeah. Then he goes to the orphanage, and the first thing they ask him after this moment happens is, hey, do you have a place to stay? An adult asks him that. Why would he not have a place? He's just a dude who's a Santa at a mall. Why would he not have a home? He just beat up two guys. Like, yeah, obviously, the bike yeah, there, yeah. The so, like, why, why would he, you offer that to anybody? And then, more importantly, why would he stay? Why is Lenny staying there? Where does Lenny live? Well, he owes him so much money, you probably can't afford him to go anywhere. He probably sleeps in the dumpster. He keeps telling them where he is. (laughs) 
even then, even if that's the case, why stay at the orphanage then when they know he's there? Because he has a muscular Santa there to protect him that he's going to steal the money from anyway? Lenny's the worst. Lenny is irredeemable. The thing he does to ask forgiveness is to pour water on a woman and kill her with electricity. It was a great moment, though. When she just, that whole edit of just her flipping Her going over the thing. Yeah, it's a good stunt. She really throws herself into it. And the fact that they show everyone alive. Reversed, honestly. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. But uh, it, was just, it was just funny emotion. Yeah. Like, she just reverse, and then <laughs> reverse can be look good. I, the fact that they all, all the villains are alive at the end is just a way of saying they're alive, but he murders at least two of them. At least. I love that he keeps doing violent things and then the kid's going to use a slingshot and he's like, no, that's not the right way. You only use toughness when you need it. He always used toughness. It's like fucking surfs up too. You can't be an asshole. Only I can be an asshole. And then you have to like me. Ugh. Ugh, God. I, when I think about this movie as a story, it pisses me off. <laughs> I understand as a movie they choose every crazy decision that they can, but the middle part is so bad, and the two biggest reasons is no one... It's not that people believe he's Santa Claus. It's that people don't ever assume that there's an actual human being under the Santa suit. Mm. Like, they know he's a real person in that suit, but no one cares to actually think about him having a life outside of the story. And the same thing goes for Lenny. It's weird. It's like they're, it's like an NPC character. Their life begins the moment they enter the movie. There's no life outside of the scenes you see before this movie occurs. That's a weird way to have your movie feel. And not, a, not necessarily a good one. Um, there's a lot of people who have talked about this as a good, bad movie. Didn't click with you in that way? Not all of it. The third part is great. The third act is great. The first part is the first act is good, and the middle part is lacking. When he shoots cars with paintballs, and then like when he shoots cops, cops, not cars, cops. cops. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a crazy dude. And then he jumps out of the and car. Then he him. <laughs> I was like, "What is this dude's deal?" But this is the problem. When he wakes up as Santa Claus, as, as no longer being Santa Claus and a person anymore, all that craziness is gone. He mm. wasn't an asshole who learned how to be a better person. He was a mentally, criminally insane Come psychopath on. who sporadically made decisions on the whim of his insanity. <laughs> and then he wakes up after getting his head hit and he's a good he's a normal person who understands that he needs to be better now. The Christmas miracle, he got hit with the Santa statue. And all the goodness of the statue went into his body. Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't I, but to me you Where's can do, your imagination? Where's your Christmas spirit, Alex? There's no fucking snow around. You can keep telling me it's Christmas, and it's never gonna feel like Christmas. Like this sucks. I'm gonna pull that sound bite back when it's when it's actually Christmas. <laughs> There's not a lot of Christmas movies in LA. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> not a lot of Christmas movies in LA. Uh, Clearly, you haven't seen uh, San- uh, it was a a WWE produced movie with the Miz. Uh, Don't fucking say it and stop bringing him to the table. <laughs> I'm done with Christmas wrestling There's movies. There's the Marine, dude. That's not a Christmas wrestling movie. I'm making this more niche than you need it to be. <laughs> Unless we do Jingle All the Way, which I'll give you an out for, that's not a wrestler. But that is a Christmas movie with a guy who feels like a wrestler. That's the next one I'll give you. 
<laughs> I need a break. After the <laughs> I need a break. You liked Santa's sleigh. I loved Santa's sleigh. Santa's sleigh had potential. I wanted that movie to be better. I, I pulled for the story of the man who made that. He truly just wanted... He, had, he knew he had a good idea, and he wanted to make it. And he did. And he realized in the process of making it that he didn't have the money or the care of other people to make it. This is a guy who was paid to make one movie or two movies and then was like, well, I'll do the best I can with the crazy people I'm involved with. Hulk Hogan and Jordan Belford don't seem like good people to be involved in a movie with, and he doesn't ever get involved with them again. He never makes another Hulk movie, and he doesn't make another movie like this for quite some time. He steers away for a little bit and makes other stuff, but he never likes to do the same thing over and over again anyway. He just likes to take jobs. He took this job to make a movie because he just likes to make movies. And again, I think that everyone on here had a good time making it actor-wise. I feel like everyone had a good time making it on the set, but I don't care about this story. It's like The King's Daughter, which we'll talk about next week, but like, I don't care about the story. About this. I don't... He's not a good guy. I don't care about these kids. I actually kind of want the fucking scientist to get the rocks. Like... This is a story about no, uh, this is I, a story about a yeah. guy who was born who was in an orphanage, picked up, raised by rich people, became a huge asshole, and then you know f- somehow learns through the power of Santa magic uh, in his own mind that he can be a better person. But the bad guy had to scrimp and scratch and save to be in the position he was, and he wanted the fucking crystals that were at the orphanage that he was at. No one knew about but him, and he wanted them. And he fucking worked hard to get them. What is the worth? This orphanage looks like a fucking YMCA. Like these, they, there's only three kids there. There's nobody left in the neighborhood because he bought them out. He didn't hurt them or kill them or murder them. He gave them money and bought them out. He's not that awful of a person. I He's kind just of a weird germaphobe. He's like Howie Mandel. If I kind of like, want him to have the fucking rocks, life. man. And what happens? Nobody gets anything. They go to jail. They ruin the orphanage and then they live in a better place. Which, why didn't he just... The moment he wakes up from his amnesia or whatever it is. Uh Why doesn't he just immediately walk over to the orphanage and say, Hey guys, come live in my giant fucking mansion. I love all of you. My mansion. No, instead he he stops the bad guy and then makes them live in his house because he continues to want to live alone. Because he didn't learn anything. <laughs> you did not hear that at home, <laughs> but he gave the just the most pinpoint perfect butt toot fart at his ass. It was punctuated fart, and it was perfect. His, his legs were wide open. His ass was perfectly there. He was, he was just like, I agree. That was perfect. That was perfect. Ow, because you're hurting, or ow, because of the fart? Oh, that was so funny. It was such a fart. It was such a little. Is there a tongue in your ass? Because it sounds like it. There's probably a hemorrhoid or two. Oh, my God. That means you're a man. 
Um, so, okay, that's all my thoughts on it. I just, I think, I think, uh, you could talk about this for a while if you wanted to. Um, and you could, uh, I think there are things about this that are interesting and fun. I think there's merit to this as a good, bad. It didn't hit me personally as a good, bad. I was like, eh, and I don't know. I don't know what it is necessarily about it, but it didn't speak to me as highly as some other ones have. And I probably won't ever watch this again. I watched this once and I was good. This was a Singham experience. I listened to a lot of podcasts about it and they always go through what the plot is. And I could remember it pretty easily in my head. I was also doing other things this week. But I, w- I was watching it and I was like, yeah, I don't need to see this again. I remembered it pretty clearly. Um, I remember it more than um, Secret Agent Club and its details. But I remember Secret Agent Club's story more. Um, I can't remember all the things that happen in the middle of this movie, but I remember the end and the beginning. I remember the beginning very clearly, and I remember the end pretty well. And there's so many little details in the end that like my mind wanders. So the last 30 minutes are very, very good in that regard, and I did like him in that way. But, you know, it was, I, I, it was okay. And, uh, as a whole, it was okay. Okay. I kind of so... wish that you and I had watched both of the movies together um, right. that night too. I, st- you know, King's daughter. We'll get to it. We had our fun, but yeah. <clears throat> it would have been interesting for you to see both of these and compare them because it really is. This is a package deal. When you watch this, you should watch Secret Agent Club. You wonder why in this movie Hulk Hogan has a toupee. It's because he has a toupee at the beginning of Secret Agent Club as a secret agent, and then he takes it off to be normal dad. So you can't have it in both movies. You got to do something different. So why right. not have him have hair? In this movie, um, if he's going to really, truly act. So I get it. So. <clears throat> okay. So uh, I, th- I was watching this movie. Genuine thought. In another universe, you, me, and Peter made this movie. I was thinking about this. And I'm just like, yeah, in an alternate universe, I think we made this movie. Not exactly the way it is, but for some reason I could see us making a movie like this. If we had to improvise a movie, this is the kind of movie we would make. Yes. Um, like if every like if every week we had an idea of what we were going to do, but no ability to figure out how to finish it the next time because we're so focused on what we were making. Right. Yes. Because this movie feels like they discover he should be a Santa amnesiac 20 minutes into the movie it feels like it it feels like a lot of these things are made up either on the spot or within the week like this not half of this stuff can't be can't be scripted while other stuff has to be you can't have an entire catacombs filled with fake diamonds and not have that planned so there's some of this stuff had to be there at the beginning but like did they really need to do this at the beginning of the at the top of this place? Maybe not. Maybe it was this another place. Did make me fun. I, I, I mean, when he just gets scooped up by the Robo Santa. What's well, actually the second Santa that fucks him over? It is when he when he's in the trash chute. It's a Santa that falls on his head that knocks him down and hits his head in the first place. It's karma. It's a second Santa that knocks him down. Uh, I there are th- like there are things about this that kind of work. As, as that I think they did some work in trying to connect everything, mm. but I also feel like they were like, 
what do we have? A, like a house? We have a house? Let's use the house as much as we can. We have yeah. to, he has to chase him up to that catacomb? Well, let's, you know, maybe shoot some of the inside stuff in somewhere else. You know, I, it just looks cheap because it probably was a laundering money project. Yeah. So, I think the moment that, <laughs> okay, the moment that broke me, both in the Wrestling with Regret video and in this movie when I watched it again. Where did cops get an anti-tank freaking rocket? Great moment. Great moment. Again, a, a wonderful part of the third act. But I had that moment a lot earlier. <laughs> the the dropping the crystal and the exploding, it was that was when I broke. Like, I should have broke... I almost broke with the window glass, with the church scene. When she's singing that stupid song and the glass reacts that way, I was almost like, okay, edibles are kicking in. And then when they dropped the rock, that's when I knew this could be something special for the rest of the movie. But that bazooka thing's pretty late, pretty late to the game. Um, No, the, the entire time I was just like, I'm trying to adjust Hulk Hogan with the toupee. Oh man, you couldn't get... a genuinely weird sight. Uh, here's the thing. I At was, least for me. I grew up with him, dude. He has been a bald man all my life, so I do know what you're talking about. Fellow bald man for you. Uh, not, a, not, I haven't been bald all my life. He, okay, he's been bald all now of my life. I, for the rest of my life, I will be bald. Um, he has been bald all of my life. And yes, it is a weird sight, but I was trying to see this movie from the perspective of someone who's never, ever, ever heard of Hulk Hogan in their life. Like, really? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm, I was imagining it two ways. A, if you didn't know what this movie was, it takes 20 minutes for him to hit his head and become Santa. Mm. And then it's a man trying to steal his money, which is, who gives a shit? We don't like this guy. He's a crazy fucking douchebag anyway. I w- I'm rooting for Lenny to steal his money. That's how I feel. And so that's what that's a one question I was having. And the other question was, if you don't know who Hulk Hogan is, which I'm going to be honest, Chris, in 10 years, no one's going to remember who Hulk Hogan is on the like popular spectrum. He's going to be a thing you have to explain. Like, let me let me try this. Um, Let's see if I can try something in the same same vein. Do you know what a human giant is, Chris? Uh, Peter. (laughs) It's <laughs> a good one. Human, Human Giant was a... Uh, he is a pretty big dude. Um, it was a sketch show on MTV that was very popular, and it was uh, starred three very popular comedians that would go on to be really popular. Do you know what that is? Three Stooges? No. no. I don't know. I don't know. That's my point. Like, You have to explain it. Exactly. Hulk Hogan's gonna be At a certain points. point, Hulk Hogan may be the most famous <laughs> thing in wrestling, but wrestling right now, like everything else is niche, not because it isn't extremely popular, but because it's finally realized it needs to be about the wrestling fans and not a commodity family entertainment that Vince McMahon wanted everyone to enjoy. Wrestling yeah. is for a very specific group of people, and they need to aim it towards them. And now that they have, they've lost a lot of audience, but they've gained a stronger, stronger group of people to stick there. People that will tell their kids about it. Yeah. Like, this will go for generations. And so Hulk's not a part of that. And he shouldn't be because even though he's trying to be a part of it now, nobody wants it because many people are still upset by the fact that he's, you know, an asshole and a bit of a racist. So 
He may have been, like he was kicked out of the Hall of Fame, and then they let him back, and nobody wanted that to happen. Though it was funny because he says it, right? So then he, so then Vince brings him in to promote WrestleMania, and he has to face like the WWE roster, which is way more diverse than it was back in his day. Way more diverse. And many of those people spoke out about not wanting to have him there. So he gets in front of the roster and apologizes. More like he's sorry that he got caught. Yes, half from what, from what the reports say. But, like, yeah, he... Uh... He shouldn't be... Re- he, he should be remembered for popularizing the sport in the 80s during its golden age. He should be rem- remembered as a showman in that ring. For sure. He offered something to it, but he was never a good actor. And he was never a good person. So... Why have a legacy of this man anymore anyway? Anyway, so... So I'm not surprised if in the next 10 years you have to explain who he is. So if you don't know who Hulk Hogan is, you're going to sit there and be like, that toupee is awful. Why does he have one? And that is very distracting hair. Yes. (laughs) That is an element that would destroy most movies. This movie is littered with things that would destroy most movies. And that hair is certainly one of them. Yes. (laughs) But the thing for most people won't be that, like, he's supposed to be bald. It's, why would you have such an obvious one? And then, yeah, you'd have to look and see who this guy is. And then you get the entire wonderful story that is Hulk Hogan. Not a wonderful story, but a wonderful read. Um, so, again, I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, uh, like... No, 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 okay. Like, with the privilege of hindsight, with the privilege of hindsight, the moment where that first kid that gets in his lab when he becomes Santa, it's the black kid. Yeah. And they're just, like, staring each other down, like, wide-eyed. With the privilege of hindsight, that is... That is just what... <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's just awkward. It's just like, oh, the, oh... I know we all know who the real Hulk Hogan is, and that scene did not age well. Nope. And so that moment did not age well. But I, I did like him interacting with those kids. I do. I did kind of like that. It kinda, I think the kids are good, and he sucks. <laughs> no, no, not the not the three kids. I mean, the kids when he's the mall Santa. Oh, he's being the mall Santa. Yeah, uh, that again, tiny little I, moment I did like. Again, I think the kids are good. That Asian girl is so good. Yeah, she's like, I want this and this and this. Like, I wouldn't remember all those lines. And she then there nailed was the girl it. who's just like, no. Yeah, I the, don't know. The kids were great. He was okay. <laughs> yeah, half of his shit is covered. All you can see is his eyes, and all you can do is wide-eyed it. That's all you can do is just yeah, vaudeville wide eyes. The kids were great. All the kids in this are really good. So there was that. Besides that, genuinely, like. <laughs> so all right you have these very here's the thought that kept going through my mind while you were explaining like the, the back half of this movie this entire time you have very volatile like hostile like very okay no not hostile volatile was the right word volatile like very like sensitive crystals that explode upon momentous contact The moment of discovery, you clear that entire city. That is, you just... It would, it would not explode just one building, yes. 
It would level the entire. It would level like five, like five blocks of freaking. It doesn't look town. like a giant. It looks more like a giant geode. I'll give them that. It doesn't look like it goes deep, but that endless pit. There but are rocks that, that go all the way down. Of how far that thing goes out? I did not, but to be honest, I I also believed very clear that it shouldn't have been just one building that exploded. Would have leveled when all of like did. city blocks that stretch into San Diego. Not only that, there's it's still rich. There's still got to be some remnants of that shit down there. There has to be some of it down there for them to go down and get some money out of it. So it's then, when theirs. they go down, so when they go down there and the, the, when they come out and it explodes, I'm just saying they also just sank. Like it was no, the no, end, like, at, the like of yes, like you said, five blocks. Like they, as far as they ran, should not have been enough, and it also shouldn't have just. They would not have escaped. It that. should have imploded. It imploded. It yeah. didn't explode. It yeah. imploded. Right. So it should have like exploded. The ground sort of like. The, there the should be a cra- there should be a crater in there the size of the block that he was trying to buy, and he did buy. He bought the whole block except for their orphanage. So that's why he wanted it. So it should be as big as the block. The block should be the thing that blew up. Or the movie is just saying that it was enough to like blow up that one spot of the orphanage, which doesn't make any sense. And none of the rules make sense. You drop one rock, it explodes. But if you take two giant rocks and then have them fight each other with it, then it's Star Wars. So this movie doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, none of it does. The uh, Like I said, the rocket launcher moment, that was where I popped That's that a one. great moment. Hilarious. <laughs> it's like, where did he get that? I thought, okay, I know that... It's thought, overkill. So, no, okay. This movie does one thing... Does the work in one way, and I thought it was bad. And I thought it was just like, okay, Taylor, the kid Taylor, says, "We're not going to keep this orphanage." What happens at the end of the movie? They it don't implodes. keep it. Yeah, it implodes. But like, uh, that is good. That's fine. But we also don't understand why this orphanage is important till an hour into this movie. <laughs> So he may be right. He may be, be he may be correct. Right. But there's no reason for us as an audience like to really... sit there and go, "Well, yeah, I mean, this uh, this orphanage has something important in it." No, it's yeah. three fucking kids. Yes. Who gives it? And, and all of this, Chris, again, doesn't help when it looks like it's a fucking dentist's office. It's not a <laughs> fancy looking orphanage. It's like a um, one floor building. It looks awful. I hope the stunt drivers got a very decent piece on their reel from this because there's a lot of good like car drifting that is very much showcased i mean yeah yeah there's some good car stuff um just though just it, i'm just saying that like there's a lot of drifting cars uh um, yeah, like actual car stuff yeah yes so yeah i um <laughs> besides that it's just like When you think that you are actually <laughs> rocket launcher, sorry. it's how happy he is to use it. <laughs> Smile on his face. Um, so I've been waiting for some time to use this. I'm in California. Brian Zaman is like, "What the heck? Where did you get that? That can't be standard issue." Like that's a personal rocket rocket launcher he got. He also like, tries to pawn it off to his friend afterwards, and it's so clear that you were holding it and shooting it this entire time. Yes. Dude. Like, you are fucked. Also, it was way too easy to dodge that with his giant Jeep. Oh, that's a good explosion, though. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, I... 
besides that, like, it's just really dumb. Like, the it's just very cartoony. Like, it's a very cartoony movie, I think. Which begs one of my most important questions. Chris, who is this for? Great question. That is a great question. Because I was thinking the exact same thing when I was watching it. Because it's like, who is like who is this for? Kids? Is it for little boys? Would boys care about oh, something like this? Are you getting more specific? Yes. Demographics. Is this okay. for little girls? Is this for people who love Christmas movies? Is it for adults? I'll tell you what they would say. It's for everyone. Fuck you. <laughs> That's the problem. That's what makes this so aimless. You, if you aim for everybody in Scattershot, then you're not going to get anything. It's a shotgun blast. But it's, it's like the most dull shotgun blast of this moment's great. But I, that's that's why I like Secret Agent Club, because you follow the kids most of the time, and it makes it very clear that they are the... It, it is a kids movie. I I do... Like, okay. There I mean, are a that's, lot of, that's Home Alone. They stole that from Home Alone. I, there are a lot of, like... I was thinking of, like... Have you seen the uh, the first Peter Rabbit with a Donald Gleason and Rose Byrne? Mm, no. Okay, so there's a moment where they have rewired the electrical fence around Donald Gleason's house so that it is now connected to all of his doorknobs. So then it's just him going to each door and then ragdolling <laughs> like very hilariously. I like, I'll show you the scene. I'll show you the scene later. It's just really funny. But like it's just him ragdolling just like into walls and over like a dinner table. It's really funny stuff. Like I thought it was the funniest moment. Of, me and mom thought it was the fu- funniest moment of the movie. But anyway, um, like yeah, I was just thinking. It's like yeah, if he just like cartoonishly just launched after touching that knob, but then it just happens. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. It was a good launch. Um, they teased that hole, didn't they? He just drops his crystal down there. Said. That's all he does. They really teased that hole. That's what she said. It's <clears throat> um, a good one. <laughs> so, oh God, Hulk, you're really trying. You can really tell he's trying. Also, I know he shouldn't. I know when this is taking place uh, in canon. Okay, so like, okay, no. You're saying this came out after the NWO formation, right? After he t- heel turned. After he, he specifically did. This was, I think, shot. During around the time he's feuding with the big with uh, Paul White, he shot this before the heel turn. It came out after. Yes, so he's feuding with Paul White in the Dungeon of Doom, and they do that monster truck thing on the roof, right? This was around that time because he was clean shaven at that time. Also, how do you conveniently have stink gas on? Oh, he creates those farts at home. So he's just like farts well, no, actually they're all they're all scientists. So he's a chemist, and you can create. The smell of a fart through chemicals. Also, imagine if they did this practically, where he just like they blew it up all the way until like he's still in the suit, but it explodes while he's in the suit. I thought about they, that. I, I mean, like, they killed him. There's no way you can breathe straight methane. They killed that guy. No, but he's still clearly alive. He clearly loved it. I was about to say when he duct taped his neck around, it's like okay, you killed him. You just killed him. Yeah. Like he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you, you can't murder him, if you can breathe nothing but methane, you're gonna die. <laughs> um, Especially when it's not just breathing nothing; it's pumping methane in there. It's the the oxygen is immediately leaving. Yes. Um. So yeah, I 
I guess I... This is, like... I thought this was meh. Like, him... I like how Lenny thought the paint on his, like, camo shirt was blood. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, it's obviously paint. Yeah, but he was running from the cops, yeah. But, yeah, it's obviously paint. Oh, Brutus. So they kept the shears, man. Anyway, um... <laughs> that reminds me, I gotta screw in the pews at church. Um... So, I just like, I just do, I do, there are a lot of silly moments that I liked, and that you would find in, like, a cartoonish bad movie, like this, like, she's fried! Dead. Like, we're talking, like, that giant fat, uh, vampire from, like, Blade, but, like, electric, like, electric burns, instead of just, like, straight on UV rays. Yep. Um... Also, Lenny just doing this randomly. I love how you could see it can connected see the to his shirt. Yes. And then he just gets down. Uh, this uh, movie is so cheap. I like how Lenny kept the elf outfit up until this moment. He, that, those were the only uh, clothes that he had. Well, yeah, because Mila Kunis fixes the Santa outfit to look really slutty. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I paused for Chris. The slutty ass Santa outfit made by a fucking eleven year old girl. Bootstrap Bill, you're a liar, and <laughs> Bootstrap Bill, you're a slut, and I don't like. That. Yeah, it's it's an eleven year old girl making a slutty super like super slutty Santa outfit for an adult male she met the day before, and then that Lenny, she learned from a comic. And book. then Lenny's like, "Hey, when's mine gonna get fixed?" She's like, "Hold your horses, I'll get to it," and then never gets to it. Yeah, because he's an asshole. Yeah, she knows fuck it. that guy. Also, Garrett Morris. Let me talk about this guy for a second. I love Garrett Morris, by the way. Yes. Um, Why he goes up to he know he knows. Tell him, dude. Just tell him. So he goes up to him earlier on when they're like hanging out, right? And he's like, "I'm really proud of you, man. You really made something of yourself." What are you talking about? Are you talking about how like you think he gave up his fortune? To help to be around this orphanage? Or are you talking no, about no, when no, he no, got no. rich? No, no, no. I like, think I think he thinks. Like, yeah, he did. I think he thinks you got rich. Good for you. But then he thinks, oh, now you're on your free time being a mall Santa and hanging around orphanages and helping us. You're a good man. He doesn't know anything about his shitty paintball beat up my friends bullshit. Shoot uh, Shoot a cop thing. He doesn't know any of that. <laughs> he just sees this guy who's rich who's now spending his time in an orphanage. But, again, it points to the fact that, like, if he knows who he is, why doesn't he ever look him in the face and say his fucking name? Like, he's talking to him like he's Santa because of that little girl. No, there are times when they're by themselves and adults and you could be like, dude, you're the 10th richest man in the fucking western side of the United States. What the fuck are you spending the night in an orphanage? Why do you keep talking to that little girl, man? What's your fucking deal? Like, never once. And he has to tell the woman who he is? This is crazy. <laughs> crazy. No, how did they not know because his face is on the product that they're eating? I said that table. an hour and a half ago. You don't need the products, dude. He's incredibly famous. He's, he's from the, their no, orphanage. He's the richest guy in 10 states. He's the richest guy in 10 states from their orphanage. If I got rich, do you not think that people from Willow would be like, yeah, he's from our place. The people from my high school would be like, he's from our high school. If you're from that orphanage and you got fucking 
sent to rich people and they became one of the most important people in California, you would have his picture up in your fucking orphanage. They would never threaten to take it down. You would have gone to him and asked him for help. You would have asked this asshole to help your orphanage because you helped him. Why did they ever do that? Why? Oh, man. <laughs> Written by three people. Oh, my credited God. There were three credited writers. And not even the actual man who thought of this idea in the first place wanted anything to do with so it. So technically, it went through four people. This turd passed through four people. There are so many reasons why this story should not happen. Like... Way too many reasons why this movie should like when you talk to people about a movie and you're like, well, why does this happen? Like, well, then there wouldn't be a movie and you go, "Okay, well, right. But like this has so many of them. This shouldn't be a movie. And also, I agree with you. A lot of it is meh. A lot of the middle of it is meh. Yeah. And like there's so much. That's cool. I like that. That's a cool set. Like any time. All that. Okay, so. You get an understanding of who he is as a person at the very beginning through a bunch of fun crap. Yeah. Then he becomes Santa and the movie starts. And you're like, okay, but where are we going? So, yeah, wait a minute. This arc, his arc Sucks. is negated. Yeah. Because he got amnesia. Yeah. He's a crazy psychopath, gets amnesia, remembers everything that happens, and then that's not his problem. His problem is not that he's a... Re- okay, when he talks about his products, that is shady and shitty. But the problem with him as a person is the fact that he's shooting at cops like a psychopath and jumping out of his car in the middle of traffic. That's what makes him a psychopathic bad person. I am seriously freaking disoriented right now. That knocked me silly. (laughs) This movie should not exist. His arc is awful. These kids should not be saved. There's no reason. It's three of them. You can find three. you You can take three kids and put them in another orphanage anywhere. It's three kids. But where is where is Garrett Morris and the lady gonna work? Who gives a shit? They're adults. Go work at McDonald's. I had to go figure out my fucking job. Jesus Christ, you're adults. Go work at a daycare. He's, he is I mean, the Gar- I mean, Garrett Morris is up there, so these options are more limited. Except for the fact that he is a guy who's a landscaper, a groundskeeper. You can find that work out there. And also, yes, he is probably almost at the point of Social Security. But, dude, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be working with young kids and working with lawn care all your life, man. At some point, you should probably stop. Start a lawn care business. I'd take that. Your best, your best friends now with an incredibly rich, famous person. Actually, you know what? Don't start a lawn. Still makes them. Don't start a lawn business because you mowed right when all these kids are playing in the middle of the yard. Like you're an idiot. I love how he's like, "Don't use it unless it's absolutely necessary," and then he just continues to use force, and then he still uses the slingshot. No, this is good. Also, he's purposely swinging into that, and it's kind of like hard to hide. Oh yeah. He's like he's like trying to hit his marks on the wall where the sparks are, and it's like hard to hide that. Also, okay, so this shot. Okay, so this I thought he was him going in the endless yeah, pit. Yeah. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay, him putting that hole. Like, yeah, that that's funny. Um. Okay, so yeah, the music, non-existent. Doesn't Ex- I, can't I, convince I mean, me it exists. I I will say this. The other movie, Secret Agents Club, had some 
terrific bad songs like genuine these were artists who like sold their songs to a cheap studio they're awful songs and i thought we would get some of these here with christmas ones the the score is bland and uninteresting and the only actual christmas song we get is made up by a little girl and it has no melody so it's hilariously bad i will i just it's was just so shocked is like, da, 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 da. And he, he knows it how does he know it how does he know that song? She made it up, you fucking idiot. He wants to fuck that little girl, right? Like, right? When he, when he like, when she's like, Santa, dude, when she said, dude, there's a moment in this where she talks to him and he just like raises her eyes at her. He's the, has the strongest relationship with her. A lot between King's daughter, which we'll get to, but then this, you get well, a lot of that. King's you need King, to like watch something I, else. I honestly think that she does. Okay. Understanding the King's Daughter now, because I listened to a couple more podcasts from people who had watched it and made it pretty clear because I didn't want to pay more. Now I guess I can watch it as many times as I want. Um, I did two, <laughs> I did two things. Indie? I did two things. A, I rewatched the scene where she kills the guy. Oh, well, you know what? I'll save this for next week. I'll yeah, save, save the King's Daughter. Save the King's Daughter stuff. I'm but sorry like, about um, <laughs> uh, this is <laughs> this. Cool. He only has a relationship with her. And he only talks with her. And the only reason I think this is creepy, again, is because they invite him to sleep at an orphanage. Granted, he is saving their lives and He should stuff. be on the list, yes. Yeah. He's a, a mall few. Santa who immediately after assaulting two people in a mall said, I need to go to this orphanage and spend the night there. And then he just does nothing no, but interact okay. with the little girl. I'm he, saying on paper, yeah. we know what he is. And we know that he's getting pushed by Lenny, and we know that he's from that orphanage. But it makes it even weirder when he gets to the orphanage and they're like, hey, Santa, no, he's a real fucking person. And when that little girl leaves to go to the bathroom, you need to look that man in the face and say, okay, why is one of the richest people in the state from this orphanage a picture on this wall right now? Why are you here, and why do you want to spend the night here? Like... None of that makes sense. When he enters I mean, he the orphanage, concussed. when he enter, when he enters the orphanage, the story <clears throat> loses all strings, and it doesn't have a lot of connective tissue in the first place. But it it loses all of it, and then it never tells us anything until the third act. So, want to point out something? The doctor that's getting pulled out should be dead. The freezer guy. Yeah, freezer. Yeah, guy. they all three should be dead because it collapsed on him. The only one who doesn't die is the one who's using the torch on the door. He just gets knocked out. Everyone else has something awful happen to them. And he just has that. And that's why I like him. Because they're like, ah, we'll knock you out. And everyone else is like, freezer, gas to death, electroshock with water. Um, boop, guy. You get booped. You know he why? Cut with the church it gear. works because he doesn't Those have. Those things are not light. He also doesn't have anything terribly evil or magical about him. Like one guy has stinky farts, another guy has karate, and the woman has electric stuff, and he just like uses a brush. So you know what? Yeah, he deserves to not die in this. I think. Yeah. He just laughs a lot. Yes. Um, they all laugh. Too I much. like how they had a view of the prison from <clears throat> Ebner's house. Again, another, that third act is great. It's one great, amazing, just dumb thing after another, and then the middle just isn't enough dumb shit. All right, you want to grade? Uh, sure. Uh, I don't really know what to give it because I just don't give a shit. Usually two things for me when it comes to the bad movie wheel. Is it a good bad and as a movie? Uh, as a movie, it's really bad. 
There's not a lot of quality to this. The only thing I would say that I think has any merit is the fact that every actor is really putting their all in, and all of these people will go on to do better things. All the kids have gone on to do great things. Even Hogan, he made money when... Uh... He fucked that girl, yeah. Uh, so I would say... <laughs> he fucked his best friend's wife, when yeah. When he turned heels. That is absolutely my opinion. Jordan Belfer's house. Think the, that's I think that's house. Jordan Belfort's house. That they house. propped up with hand sanitizer cannons that shoots up into the air. He didn't have to be there for it. He was in Europe, remember? <laughs> if he came back, he would have been indicted. Though. I think this is Jordan Belfort's house. That is my guess. Uh, no wonder, because they really couldn't go inside. Yeah. Except for like one scene where when the Taylor sneaks in. Yep. That's what I think. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say two things. Uh, as a movie, I think it's pretty fucking bad, except for all the actors trying. Uh, and that Hogan, is why... That outfit does not suit you. It dude. does not. I'm going to give him... I'm going to give this movie a... D minus. Because it, it has really good casting, and I'll give him that. Uh, as a so bad it's good, I'm going to give it a... D plus. Mm. Because here's the thing. I've discovered a lot more people like this than I do, and I cannot escape that the first half has fun and the last half is really fun. It's that middle part. Why is the last shot that? Why is the last shot a hat on a bush? A reindeer bush. Is that a reindeer bush? I really don't know, actually. No, I think I you're right. I see a hand. I think you're right. That is a reindeer bush. Because like, you can see a hand. You're right. It looks like a hand. Re- Everyone oh, says it's a hand, but I think you've nailed it, Chris. That's a reindeer bush. When I first saw it, I thought it was a baseball glove. It catches it like a baseball glove. Uh. I don't know what it is, and it's bothering me now. Uh, it shouldn't. Don't. Let it. Don't. <laughs> don't let it. We're done. We're done. We're done. Uh, so... That's why I think it's so bad it's good. Like, a lot of these things are really fun, and as I talk about them, as we go through them, it is fun, but you hit a lot of brick walls with yes. these. And they also aren't as they aren't as fun to talk about. Like, they, they could be bigger and broader. And it's so weird because you can watch a bad movie where someone just turns their head a certain way or gives it, like, Gilly is a very good-looking movie, but every five minutes something funny is happening. Like, I could watch that movie... A lot, because a lot of the decisions are so crazy and weird, and they threw a lot of money at it, and everyone's committing at it. This is cheap. They they obviously are not using enough money here. They took away more money than they thought they had, or the director is literally using every dime that he can. But this was made so that it could go on a shelf in a store and take people's money. That's why it was made. Could you imagine if the guy is just like, I'm making a movie... That's not my money, and not even the guy who is paying me to make this. It's not even his money either. There's not even a professional review on this movie. Uh, <laughs> I would say... It came out in theaters, uh, and there's not one professional review. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is an F. I'm gonna really? Say, I'm going to say this is an F as a movie and a D-plus as a good-bad. Personally, I like better good-bads. This did not speak to me very much. But there are a lot of people who enjoy this, and I think there's stuff in here to grab people. But I think... This is better as a like the like King's Daughter, and we'll talk about it next week. This is better as an autopsy than it is an experience. This is this is something you watch and you're like, is it fucking over yet? And then you're done and you're like, that was pretty fucking crazy. And then when you talk about it with people, you're like, oh, it's pretty interesting. But like, did you notice how this entire time we did this? How often did you actually look at the screen? I can think of maybe five times I've looked at the screen as we've been doing this and have been engaged. 
I'm more engaged talking to you guys than I have been this. <laughs> I sure hope so. This is not that engaging. And it is a brain twister. And I, if you are paying attention to it when that rock falls and explodes, then you are, then you are rewarded as a viewer. If you can make it to that point, you're going to have a good time the rest of the way. When that rock explodes, I was like, okay, now we're, now we're starting to groove. Now a beat's kicked in. It's like listening to a 10-minute song and the beat doesn't c- kick in until like minute eight. And you're like, all right, okay, I'll stick it out for the next two minutes. Yeah, That's what this is. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I would have rather have done Super Mario Bros. <laughs> no shit. Would have rather have done that. Um, uh, this is, and I, I guess the, a better question would be: I think Mister out of out of bad Hulk Hogan movies, No Holds Bar, fantastic. That's a great one. I would love to do it one day. And Mister Nanny, Mister Nanny has has stuff that we can talk about it that would be fun. Those are the only two that Dicky. I would say that are in there that have merits to them. But, uh, yeah, this was not it. And neither is Super Secret Agent Dad. Whatever that is, Secret Agent Do Club. not play the hot Ooh, chick. Ooh, I please. like the hot chick a little bit. Uh, some of that is good. Um, but it is one of But I love South Park's joke about Rob Snyder, um, where after a while they would just do trailers. They had an episode where they were making fun of him where they kept characters kept watching trailers of his movies and it's like Rob Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> it's just he just keeps turning into shit. And that was the joke and they do it pretty well. Uh so yeah, we're done. We're done with um, you, Santa with muscles. Please I... please please no more wrestling Santa Claus movies. I'm asking you to please stop that. <laughs> please take a break. For five more years. Maybe one. Not bad Christmas movies, but bad wrestling Santa Claus movies. Maybe one year. What, what is, can you think of any more? Uh, I got the two Miz? more. I got two more. You're thinking of The Miz? Yeah. It's straight to the DVD, but I think I can. Look, I watched Miz when he was on the MTV reality shows. He's an all right guy. He seems like a good dude. Yeah. Probably not a good actor. He can't pull off a Jersey accent, I'll tell you that. He couldn't make a win on road rules either, but I, I, all I know is that he won in life, and that's really what matters most. Um, he uh, he he got on a reality show, said he wanted to be a wrestler, became a wrestler, and now he's back on reality shows. So with a very hot wife and some kids. Yeah, he's a family. He's a Absolutely. made man. Well, he's he was. He was on that. I always thought he's a great talker. The thing about anyone who started on either road rules or real world, which I believe he was a real world guy. Um, and you didn't go to the challenge, and you were smart enough to go into reality TV, he would have probably left the game and be doing dumber shows now. But he knew what he wanted, and that was to be a wrestler. So that got him back into all the other games. Like, both of them together were perfect, but there's, there's kind of a reason he never went to the challenge, which it took till now for the challenge to be amazing. Like, all the people who stuck out on the challenge probably wasted a lot of their time and effort and youth and age to get money that they were never going to get like it's sure. crazy but now the challenge is really good because it's got cbs money and so, paramount backing it what do i what do i give this movie dude don't give me any more wrestling santa movies i'm trying to give it a grade sure i'm just reminding you what not to give me i'll give it to peter instead sure i gave him other bad movies i will like Really you still have to we show really this should sit him down for this. For to watch him this? Yeah. I'm not going to show Peter this. 
I'm okay, not going to watch. King's Daughter. I'm, oh, King's Daughter? I don't want him to watch that either. <laughs> okay. He would hate it. Anyway. Um, I, I, want, I want him to hear us talk about it, but I don't I want him to watch that. I want... I don't know what to give it. You said it was a meh for you. But it's not one of the worst bads we've watched. There this was, is the question I ask with one of my bad movies, and it kind of just helps me get a firm grasp of the obvious, so then I work my way through that. Is this one of the worst we've seen? It is pretty bad, but I think there's stuff to talk about with it. <clears throat> I keep listening to it. It's one of my favorite things. We, every time we reach a bad movie, it's like, is this the worst thing we've ever seen? Uh, no. And then I work my way through that. It's like, okay. Is this the worst bad movie we've watched? I, I, as I was watching this, I was like thinking about Plan 9. And I was like, this is probably how Chris felt when he was watching Plan 9. Like, everyone's, yeah. tell, everyone's telling him this is crazy funny and stuff like that. I don't think this movie has passionate decisions behind it that are fun to laugh at. I think Ed Wood does. I think Ed Wood has... I think it's you can feel that Ed Wood believes what he's making is a masterpiece. And I think it's very obvious that the director was like, hey, man, we're all here. Let's make something. And wasn't lazy about it, right. but he was like, let's make something. He got Hulk Hogan to act. So there's some merit and some time here, but the merit act. and the time here is to like actually make something that could be enjoyable to watch and look at as opposed to like, I'm making the greatest sci-fi zombie movie Ever, you can feel that in Plan Nine. I don't think you can feel that here, but I, in that moment, I could sense what you were feeling. And then the third act happened, and the rock dropped, and I was like, "All right, you got me. All right." Seriously, I paused it in silence for two minutes. I was like, "This is it. This is what he's been looking for." They never explain what he's gonna do with him. <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna become a uh, uh, a clean energy conglomerate. That's why I was rooting for him. <laughs> and he's the villain because he's scummy in how he does it. You don't think the guy dressing like a Santa Claus and hanging out with a bunch of kids in a fucking orphanage is scummy? He's a loan shark. He's a loan shark, man. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. I do not fucking care. <laughs> I do not care. I'm thinking D minus. Sure, go watch Automatic. Automatic is fun. Has a great twist at the end. But. There's not a lot to redeem about this, except there's a lot of funny, silly stuff. If you were, to, if, if if we were to watch this with a kid, like a fourteen-year-old kid that liked fourteen, no, they'd be born out of their mind. That liked bad movies. Okay, and they exist. There are teenagers that have a grip on something that's bad, and they watch if you it. Want and to it's be bad. Get them early. If you were lucky enough to have a kid who can watch something like this and get the stupidity of it, I think you can get something out of it with it. Like a kid who understands what you're watching is stupid as rocks. It's possible they're out there, but outside of that, the main question is who's it for? And I do not know. But it sounds like it was for Hulk Hogan and for Jordan Belfort to do more quaaludes on his boat. D minus. Okie dokie. With a question mark. D, like D minus? D plus good, bad, F movie. All right, Alex. I think it's time we spin this wheel. Who we get to spin a wheel? Wheel. 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 Wheel.
We are yeah. spinning the good movie wheel. Wheel. I understand why Ryan Styles doesn't like hoedown. Um, it's the good movie wheel. Good movie wheel. Thank God. Thank the Lord above. Alex, the good movie wheel demands tribute. Yes. I know. Okay, so. I know what Zach wants. And I know what Peter wants. Zach has chosen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. So now I have to type in that entire damn title. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That is in. Okay. Peter, once again, is pitching for the Iron Giant. Yeah, he wants that bad boy on there. Alex, do you have a pick? I'm going to take one second here to look on HBO Max. I need to look at the backlog. Just, just for one last... And the backlog would be interesting. What's actually on the wheel when we get there is going to be interesting, too. Yeah. But I'm thinking... Well, you know what's on the wheel. It's on the dock. I know. I just haven't pulled up the dock. Okay. Um, I'll get the dock over for you. Uh, I w- uh, Never-ending story. That's right. Wolfgang Peterson did Never-ending story. Which yes, we have done, and I and I should listen to that episode again. Um, using this to help me out. God, I after watching Scorsese, I was like, I want another four, and I want another fucking Scorsese. Um, but we can't. So I'm gonna go Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. It is a good movie. It's just a good, solid movie. Everyone loves it, and Chris should see it. I'm not getting fancy here. I was thinking something old, but I've got old stuff on there, and this is technically old. All right, let's see this uh, backlog here. <clears throat> okay, the Holy Grail is on the backlog. That's funny. Oh, that, well, uh, we've that's been probably t- where you got it from. We have talked about that before, for sure, a bunch. Uh, <laughs> Looking to see if I can think of anything that might change my mind, baby. I can't think of anything in my mind that I would want to change. Man, I had one in mind. I think I did. Trying to think. What do I want? What do I want? What What do you want? This is just great podcast stuff. I love it. Everyone's loving (laughs) the sound of all. So I'm trying to. Okay, let me keep up the keep up the um, content here. So I guess when I'm like I'm trying to think of more of just like. Action, I guess you know, good action or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a thought, trying to think of what movie I was thinking of. You know what? You know what, Alex? Hmm. Screw it. Hmm. Inception. How we've done Inception? We have. Yes. We have. Yes. Shit. That's one of our early ones. Fuck. Yeah. You got to pick another Nolan if you want that. Damn it. Yep. Never mind. Ha ha. We haven't done Tenant. True. We've not, we haven't done Memento. True. But that's more of a curiosity for me. But it is good. I'm telling you it's good. I know mm. that for sure. What okay. was I okay, thinking? Okay, so something, ah. like, something like Inception. Maybe? Something Inception-esque. Just like, uh, huh. I mean, Peter's been pushing for reminiscence. That's certainly in that category. 
shucks, dude. Let's... I can't believe we did Inception. I, oh, yeah, dude, we did a long time ago. Losing my mind. You gotta listen, man. Uh... Gotta go back and listen to our shows. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Do you better see? You better figure it out. Hey, hey, what we Chris is done, figuring we it out? We have done baby driver. We have done baby driver. We did split. We did split. Yes, we did. Okay. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Shoot, I am so sorry, guys. I had a very like busy week. I'm trying to think. No, that would be serious. Um, you need to prep, man. You need to prep for the show. I know. I need to prep for the show. I need to like put some actual effort into it. Ah, uh, hard rain. That's a good one. Got to think. Shoot, dude. What do I do? Haven't you been pushing for iRobot for some time? That's curiosity. Yeah, have you, you know it's good, though. I, do I, though? I guess you don't. Oh, dear God, help me. Uh, heaven help me. Uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> that is not good. Uh, um, not a good movie. I am so sorry, everybody. I yeah. really wish. Uh, shit on a stick. Um, I guess maybe. Uh, the raids would have to be separate if you wanted to do something the, like raids that. Would have to, would, raids would have to be separate. All right, you know what? I'm just gonna pick something off the backlog. I'm just gonna pick it up. Shit. That's why the backlog's there. Uh, fuck it, Princess Bread. Oh, man. I have a rough history with that movie. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers? Changing says. mind to Starship Troopers. And we're not doing it as a series. Because the, the it only has one live-action sequel that went direct to a DVD, and the rest are animated, and they don't count. So the first movie, Starship Troopers. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Starship You want, an, you want a sci-fi action movie, Chris? Starship Troopers. I'm probably not even going to get it, but you know what? I'm doing my part. Do it on, do it on the backlog. My, mine will be Starship Troopers and you were doing Princess Bride. Isn't there a series? It, only one live action sequel and then the rest are all animated. Okay. All right. And, they, and the whole point is that the series actually, the sequels undermine the, the meaning of the first movie and none of them are actually connected. So... We have Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yes. The Princess Bride, yes. Starship Troopers, yes. and the Iron Giant. Yes. Somewhere I know Peter's pulling his pants down. Cecily better be there. All right. Three. Okay, I'm just making sure you're ready. I am. Three, two, one, spin. Princess Bride. I knew it. The Princess Bride. I knew it. <laughs> a, a, that is our second Rob Reiner movie. He made that? Yes, he did. That guy's inconsistent. Um, Actually, he was consistent for about four or five movies, and then he dropped and has not made a good movie since. So he had a he had a strong run and then dropped off. Pick a lane, Lois. Um, I mean, he's... He's the child of an incredibly famous and hilarious person. Nepotism baby. Bad wheel. That's the curiosity wheel. Oh, man. I really didn't want to watch The Princess Bride anytime soon. 
Sorry. It has nothing to do with the bad movie. It's like a personal thing. Oh. Like last time I saw it had a personal connection. I was like, oh man, you fucking ruined this movie. Oh. Um, okay. Let me make sure this is up to date. We've not done any of these. Okay. On the good movie wheel as it stands right now. Yes, turd, sir, turd. A League of Their Own. Ah. Troll Hunter. Yes. Um, Summer Wars, anime movie that uh, Zach wants to do. It's his favorite movie ever. Labyrinth. Yes. Uh, Gangs in New York. Yeah, great movie. My choice. Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, it's a good movie, and it would be a nice little small romantic comedy. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Love it. Gladiator. Big, epic, grandiose. Action. You'd love it. The Rundown. Small, simple B-movie. Blues Brothers. Fantastic comedy action. Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, Hilarious, beautiful, great musical. Bumblebee. The completion of our Transformers film and more John Cena. Never have to speak of it again. I mean, I, I am looking forward to that movie because I've never seen it and I like that filmmaker. Sullivan's Travels. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And finally, The Truman Show. I don't want you to ever see anything about it until we watch it that week. Okay. Literally, I won't even show you a trailer if we land, when we land on it. I won't. All right. So we'll do this, and we'll go through the cycle again. So next week is Curiosity. Okay, good. I don't want to do another franchise. Ever? No, just not right now. Okay. I want more. I want more like individual movies, especially after Santa with Muscles. Also, this is really fun. I want a good movie. All right, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, spin. Troll Hunter or Summer Wars? <laughs> Troll Hunter or Summer Wars? That is my guess. Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie we'll be reviewing on the Most Movie Podcast. The Truman Show! <laughs> after you just said it. After you just said it. I honestly thought me saying that was going to make it not happen, but also I thought it was going to be maybe one of the three movies that this referenced. But I don't think it was on any of those wheels. Uh, oh, my God. Those are curiosities and series. Um, so, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I, I will say this. That is a That makes me very happy, um, especially after Woo. the last week. I waited two weeks to talk about Santa with Muscles, and that was just not worth it. Um, I have never really dug into the history of The Truman Show. I have always wanted to. I'm very excited f- to just watch this. I'm, I would be hard pressed to believe that you wouldn't enjoy this. Are we not recording? Hold on. No, we're fine. Okay, good. Yeah, Zach was, yeah, if that's what you're looking at. Yeah. He tried to call us again. I'm probably to apologize. Um, so, Chris, most people consider this to be Jim Carrey's best serious film, period. 
Okay, for the very few clips I've seen, that's a serious movie. I cry at the end of this movie a lot. Okay, okay, all right. right. I I tend to cry. Take it seriously then. I really don't. I take it as you will, but I I and I I know I'm saying things that shape your mind, but like whatever concept you had of this, that was liar liar. Me myself and Irene, other stuff. Throw it out the window. Yes. Please go in as blind as possible for this film. Absolutely. It's not it's not like it's filled with surprises. It's just so genuinely good that it is only aged better like a fine wine as time has gone by. Not just the performances, the story, the film itself. It's just so good. It's so good. It's like solidly fucking good. Um Yeah, I I don't know if there's I wouldn't say that necessarily Jim Carrey makes it better or that any other actor would have necessarily made this better. Any actor would have take could have taken this role and done something great with it, but I love what Jim Carrey does. And I if I never got a chance to see any of his comedies ever and someone showed me this, I'd say yes, I would absolutely see more from this guy. Uh it's so good. It's just so it's just so good. It's such a good movie. It, it, um, I don't want to say what the plot is. I don't want to spoil anything about it. Who's in it? Um, I, I'm not even like I said. I will not even show Chris a trailer of this. And the reason this happened is, uh, and I'm not going to say this it, like to be an asshole. If you go back a few episodes, um, Chris was watching movies with a group of people. And this was one of their options. And he said no. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, I didn't want to watch a raunchy, gross Jim Carrey movie. And I was shocked because that's not what this is. And it made me scared that that's what some people. I'm not surprised that people would have that mindset of Jim Carrey based off of his entire catalog. So I'm going to be very happy to find how shocked you are that this exists, period. Uh, and I think if you, I would also love Chris for you to think about. I don't know if you still have that book, or what that book might actually say about this film. What you would be talking about in that group, mm-hmm. because it fits quite well in the in the films that you were looking at, adult dramas that have a. Oh God, it's so good! It's so good! It's just a great movie! It's a great movie! Okay, I'm really happy that at least we're gonna watch something that I know is good. Blind as a bat. Ah, Truman Show. Yes. Blind as a bat. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sand with muscles. You are off the wheel. It was on for a while, but you, you're off. Thanks, Super Mario Brothers, for not existing on the internet. Go back to jail, Jordan Belford. <laughs> that guy's lucky to be alive. Like Chris, you have no idea how many times this guy should have died. And did not. <laughs> just from the movie Wolf of Wall Street alone, but just, yes. Can't tell me there ain't a god. Anyway. Um, Why did he live? <laughs> Good question. I mean, the Wolf of Wall Street's great, but I would rather have him dead earlier in life than have that movie exist. So, yeah. All right. So, that's Cinema with Muscles. Next time, <laughs> The Truman Show. Ho, ho, ho. It's not Christmas. It's August. Still. Okay. Um, am I Santa? Are you? Am I? You're old enough. I don't know. 
I don't know. All right, can we? Is there an orphanage? I, I think can the water level starting to go down here, so I think we can like. I've been drinking the water. Am I Santa? That's why it smells so bad. Is that why I'm Santa? Why is your, why are you peeing like a sprinkler? I'm old. I'm old. Is that what you do? No, you're fr- you're filling it back up. Would you piss somewhere else? Out the window. I'm going home. I don't know how I'm getting home, but I'm getting home. It'll be like the great disaster out there, but like there is actually water in here. My guess is that, yeah, it's rain tonight, and I think the storm is over, so I think you're good. All right, so let's get out of here. Um, so next time, Truman Show. Yes. All expectations are gone. Yes, I next am week. sitting down and watching this. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's on HBO Max. All right. Uh, I, there's no reason this movie isn't available. But. All right, so let's, uh, okay, hold on. Before you do it, let's, let's say goodbye and get off the air. Truman Show. Okay. All right, everyone. Let's All say right, goodbye. Everybody. Say goodbye. Say goodbye, Alex. Bye. Hashtag release a Jordan Belfort <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> Do you think that was the cut? Uh, maybe, yeah. Quaalude-driven cut, yeah. Good night, everyone.